love music, live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio. Good evening and welcome to the final one of the week. It's Talking Football and you can listen to us on DAB Digital Radio online at rocksportradio.co.uk via your smartphone and smart speaker. That's using the TuneIn and the Radiogram apps. And of course, you can watch the show as we stream live on Facebook, on Twitter and on Periscope. Hugh Burns with me in the studio. Paul Hegarty will join us around about 6.30 on the phone. As he always does, we will look back over uh, last night's Europa League matches and we will also look ahead to the weekend and talk possibly for a wee while about the uh, latest international squad as well. Where do you want to start? Well, there's plenty happening. You've just kind of covered it. It's, uh, loads to start, loads to get in about uh, the old firm last night playing in Europe and uh, you know, charge on where you want to go. Where do you want well, to go? I'm giving you the option. Well, you know, why don't Do you we... want to start with your team? Do you want to start with Celtic? Well, I think we'll start We'll start at Parkhead and um, if you want to go in there, I've just got the papers in front of me and watched a wee bit of the game this morning and uh, it was a bit of a revenge mission. That that was the plan, wasn't it? Get their, and, it was get exec- and it was executed to yep. perfection. Yep. Uh, Celtic's movement was excellent. The pace was great. Uh, they looked as if they were never in any trouble at any point, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um there was a, a one particular incident which got the, the 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 officials got it right, which was the offside goal. Um, uh, the the swallow dive was a cracker as well mm-hmm. uh, for the playing got booked for that, so the referee did his job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Lennon says the only disappointment is he thought they were worth more goals, and I certainly wouldn't disagree with that. No, I think Celtic players, you know, all good and good ratings. Looking at here's at sevens and eights. Uh, in the sun that I've got in front of me especially Ryan Christie does he ever stop running they're saying he just in the middle of the park again Callum McGregor played a great ball in for Bolly uh, Bolingoli to, to knock it back for Big Edward uh, that was a cracking goal uh, great finish um, but again you know when you look at it as well um, when when all the Celtic players play Bill they're hard to beat you know I'm looking through their team here and that's a strong strong team he's got out last night and uh, um you know, when when Celtic play, you know, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pleasing on the eye. There's no doubt about it. James Forrest had a good game as well. Scott Brown led by example in the middle of the park, but right through it. And again, the big French stopper. Uh, I think a lot of people were thinking it was maybe six or seven million pounds uh, not well spent in big Julian, but he is now beginning. And let's not forget that when Van Dyke made his move to, to Glasgow, it took him a wee bit of mm-hmm. time, Bill. Look where that's Well, look, we've had this discussion before. Either side of the old firm, it takes a, it takes a lot to get used to yeah. and adapt to being an old firm player because players will come not realising a lot of the time the tradition and the history of the clubs. But more than that, they won't, they won't know that, you know, all the, the fans expect you to win every Thank week. And, if, and, it, and it, look, we've seen last night... We've seen last night, quite honestly, how fans and fickle they can be. Sometimes they can be like lions eating their young, the way that fans have turned on James Tavernier today. Now, there's no two ways about it. James Tavernier, you know, had a shocker in terms of the two goals that were given away. But, you know, things like drop him, take the captain's armband away from him. These are extremities. Uh, And sometimes you've just got a temper. You look at James Tavernier's contribution and, I, and I'm going to say this, Hugh, because we've discussed it. And you're right, you look at the overall package. 
He's a defender. He has to be able to defend. It's not what he's great at. He's good at going forward. But I'll name you another two or three of them. Ball and goalie's another one. Mm. Can't defend as well as he goes forward. Andy Robertson can't defend as well as he goes forward. Mm -hmm. You've got to offset getting 25, 26 assists a season against one or two mistakes. Now, those one or two mistakes could happen at any time and could cost you dearly as they did last night. But it's, if you're looking at the general package, look at the overall contribution of the player. Yeah, I know that. And, and players are, you know, if they're only human, there will be defects as such in everybody's game. No, everybody's, you know, Lionel Messi, are they? You know, and uh, I think, obviously, the Tavernier one, uh, I was very close about posting something on Facebook today. Well, let, let's, very close. let's come back to it and stick with Celtic just now. Yeah, I, because, I, just, you know, I just thought Celtic were slick last night, you know. Um, I'd heard uh, they were saying that they had, they had watered the part before the game and then obviously the downpour, that's the way they <laughs> want to play. But they're playing for Neil Lennon, Bill. They are, I, I, you they know, are. And, and I've said that for weeks now. They, those players... There seems to be a calmness about a Celtic part again. But do you know one of the other things, Hugh, if you, if you notice it, Neil Lennon is doing what uh, Brendan Rodgers didn't do. He's letting players play. Yeah. That's the thing. They've got to be they've got to be tight, they've got to be well drilled, they've got to keep their shape, but he's letting players play. And when you've got talent in the team, you're never ever going to get the best from them if you don't let them show that no, talent. No, I think you're right. There is a bit of a freedom with players. Uh, They'll have their jobs to do, but he's letting them express themselves. And you can see that. That's the way that the Celtic fans want to see their players express themselves and play. It's the Celtic way as they, you know, they pass and move and it's pace. But it's interesting because, again, we were all part of the, the reaction when Neil Lennon got the job after winning the, the treble treble. And you just wonder how some of the fans are now going, OK, last, last Saturday was about a blip at Easter Road. So, you know, they'll the, the iron that out, but... Against Celtic at home, European night, you know, uh, wouldn't it matter who they're playing, you would give them a sniff bill. Mm. And 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 again, it's it's when you see the players there right in front of your face that you know that they've got good players. Um, El Hamid at right back's getting better. Christopher Ayer, great pace. Julian bowling goalie, he's had defects, but good going forward. Brown McGregor, Forrest, Rusty, Christie. Um, and and Odson Edward, um, you know, and the boy Elianusi at scores the Norwegian attacker laptop. His first Celtic goal, and he's deserved that. Started and finished the move to get off the mark. Hoops best performance yet. So um, if you're if you're Neil Lennon, the thing that will frustrate you and possibly keep you awake for a couple of nights is looking at that performance, winning so comfortably, even though the score line doesn't flatter Celtic, to be fair. Mm -hmm. You know, they were worth more than that. Could have been three or four, should have been three or four. Mm -hmm. But Neil Lennon will be thinking, we could still be in the Champions League. Well, yes, we can put up performances like that and the team that put them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a you've, got, you've got to sit down at one point today and say to yourself, we could have been in the Champions League. Mm -hmm. If we'd have played like that, if we'd have done our jobs properly when it was necessary, then we could have been in the Champions League. Yeah, I'd heard uh, Big Julian again getting interviewed and uh, it was last night and you know he had said that you know we should have been in the Champions League, we're good enough to be there. Uh, they all feel that you know within the squad there's a there's an inner feeling that you know they, they could uh, they could do well in, in the um the Europa League. But again, um 
you know, it's, it's the away form sometimes in Europe with Bill. Yeah. You know, with, with Celtic. Yeah. That's the problem that they've got, which has always been a problem. Regardless who the manager's been, Celtic just can't get good results. Okay, the Wren one may have been the turning point. Getting that point away from home last time out was a decent point. Um, knowing fine well the majority of their home games, they'll beat Wren at home. I'm pretty sure they will. Oh, I'm positive you know, they will. turned over Cluj. Who's another one? Is it Lazio? Lazio. Yeah, well, that and Lazio know the Lazio of old, Bill. So they could go to the Olympic Stadium and get a result there, you know, and, and big part, Forrest with his pace, McGregor running at them. Lazio are not unbeatable. Far from it. Um, so, you know, a lot to play for. I don't know what the crowd was. Did you see what the crowd was? No, but it would have been near a full house. Yeah, full house. It would have been near a full house, especially for Cluj, because it was the revenge match. You know, they would have been there to really make the house rock But there seems to be a calmness. I've noticed that myself about it. Even last week, there was not a big outcry for Neil Lennon regarding he dropped a point. Look, you're never going to get another Invincibles year. They they come round once in a lifetime. They're as rare as hen's teeth. But, you know, the bottom line is that it would take a brave man to think that both Rangers and Celtic are not going to drop more points before the end of the season. That's right, exactly. You know, so they had a, a, a draw last week. They dropped two points. It could have been three. But it could have been they collected all three had the referee actually kept a grip on the game. Mm-hmm. But these things happen. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to be, say, three, four, five months from now, um, looking at how far Rangers and Celtic are from the pack because Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, certainly Hibs, Hearts, this team last year were all going well. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, Rangers and Celtic have just suddenly even sprinted away already for the, the start of the season there in August. And um, I don't even think it's the distra- it's no distraction. It's, you know, um, certainly a pleasure, I think, that to, to go and then play in these European ties, albeit, uh, um, you know, the, the, the lesser t- extent of uh, the Europa League. But the, the problem for managers is going to be, and, and Stephen Gerrard had a wee bit of it last night, and it'll happen to Neil Lennon again, there will be key players who will lose form they'll hit that little black spot mm-hmm. uh, during the season at some point, whether it's while they're still in Europe or it's domestically. And then you're stuck with, do you stick with them to let them regain their confidence or do you switch? Now, both of the teams have got a big enough squad and a good enough quality in the squad to make changes. Yeah. But, you know, it, it could be key players. A lot of people criticise James Forrest for drifting in and out of games and not stringing three or four games together consistently. Mm-hmm. People have criticised Edward at times. They've criticised in Cham. But Edward always lifts his game for the big ones. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. He's a big game player that boy yeah and you know he's starting to now get that consistency about him he looks um i think even physically stronger than he has been for for the last couple of seasons and and again a player now that knows what it's all about to you know to be expected to score every game he plays for mm-hmm. celtic interesting to see as well that he can't see by fraser foster He's in, isn't he? You know, the goalie's in and that's it. And, you know, obviously the boy Scott Bain seems to be surplus there because I think Lenny in his previous uh, jobs had tried to move Scott Bain on yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I think that's well documented, the goalie situation. The big man's back up the road and, and obviously I think uh, Craig Gordon being maybe the backup. But uh, Scott Bain seems to have found his sell out. But Simeonovic still out injured as well. Uh, he's to come back in along with one or two other players. So strong squad. 
spoke to somebody today and, and, and they were saying that, that Brown was outstanding in the middle of the park. He was last but night, I have you, to say. He rolled back the years last night, Scott yeah, Brown. That's exactly what I'd heard. But when you've got Brown, McGregor, Christie and, and Forrest bombing on that other side and Edward making runs and making himself available, then you know it's a good team build. But you know, the other thing, Hugh, and I spoke about it last season, I'm speaking about it again this season, I don't know how much it'll come into play this season, but it certainly came into play a lot last season, is the fact that it's a team who are used to winning at a certain level. Yes. It's a squad that are used to winning at a certain level. Right. And when you have so many people that have got used to winning trophies, I mean, if you think about about Scott Brown, what he must have in his time at Celtic won 19, 20 trophies. Yeah, I think 20 owners <laughs> What a tip. You know, now just think they're going to be worse than twenty years. But, but that that gives you a mindset yeah. that allows you to know what to do mm-hmm. when you're in that situation, mm-hmm. and and it's winners that you want. It's winners that you need. I spoke to in your a, team. I spoke to a Rangers fan today, and we've all got opinions in the game and and what have you. And over the years, how many times after old firm games have I said to you, if we'd have had Scott, Scott Brown? Brown we would have beat Celtic. No chance. I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't take him. You know, blinkers on, just no knowing what the big bad world's all about and needing good players in your team. I says, if we did Scott Brown at least, say, half of the games, we would have turned him. No chance. I said, I'm telling you. The one for me was the 3-2 game over there. Uh, I tell you, the 2-1 Edward game. And they got uh, a player sent off. And the one Morelis missed right in line out. Was, mm-hmm. was that 2-1, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Was it? No, it was, no, it was 3-2. It was 3-2, Bill. Because uh, Josh Windass scored. Oh, then that's Candace right. Yeah, scored. yeah, 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 you're right. right. And you're I did right. it. Well, it's a goalie day, and I did it with Tom Miller. That's right. Obviously, can't forget that one. And <laughs> and, and that, was the, that was the day that um, I can take my heart after Scott Brown. That particular day, they're doing to 10 men. Brendan Rodgers brings on a, a striker to go for it. And Scott Brown... I seen him one of the times he had a kind of midi, a, a mini huddle with all the players and he was pointing the finger at everybody halfway through the second half or just when Celtic got a player sent off and honestly it was absolutely magnificent that day mm. and and we've no had anybody as in a Rangers player to, to be to be leading the middle of the park like the way Scott Brown is and you know something you know the reason that, that, that he's hated and knows like Bill because he can play that's right that's right. Because you can play. You don't give stick to players that don't hurt well. you. Exactly. You don't bother with them. You don't even talk about them. <laughs> you don't need to. Exactly. And I've said that often before. And, you know, players who get stuck um, are the ones that, p- that can play. Yeah. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, by the way, we tell first back. Oh, the keyboard gangster. Keyboard How you doing, son? He says, tell you I heard what he said Monday and I thought I would give Levine a break as he got seven points out of nine in seven oh. days if we count the cup game as a league game. Liam, you <laughs> faces in the tune cloak. Liam. Mere <laughs> faces in the tune cloak. Uh, let's move to Rangers now because, of course, they, they got that uh, goal where... Uh, how many times are... How many times... Our defender's going to fall for the Morelis role. He yeah. does it to perfection. Yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. And they still buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does, and he's getting stronger. Um, I, I, I was, again, given time to think about the game today myself, and I'm getting the feeling that, that Alfredo Morelis is... I'll get pelters about this, right? I don't know where the pelters... Pelters will come somewhere, right? 
But I'm getting a feeling that Alfredo Morales is actually getting too good for Rangers. And I mean that. Because I think he's going to go... And they're my club and I love them and I want them to win games. But I think there's big clubs out there, bigger than Rangers, that must be looking at this boy. This boy's game is going... Well, it's hard not to look at him when do you hear me going on and on and on about players? Because I'm hard to please. But I've watched him now. And he is the type of guy I would play to watch now because he's learning every bit of his game. He's learned every bit of his game. He's quicker, he's fitter, he's stronger. The head's better. Yes, last night he got yellow. Kind of expect that away from home. But I think he's kind of outgrown it a wee bit, outgrown Rangers a wee bit. I think it's continually happening. Every week he's getting better and better and better that he will want to go and play at a higher level, Bill. And that might be harsh on my club, uh, but I just think that he is now top draw with that particular movement that he's got. And let's not take it away. McCoy stood the commentary in BT, and if there's anyone knows how to beat the goalie and give him the eyes as a goalie, as uh, McCoy. He says, look at him, look at him. He's gave the eyes. He's opened his cell up as if it's the right-hand yeah, side. And he... His knees come over quickly, and he's whipped it in bottom yeah, left. Yeah. Now, McCoy did that for 20 years, and he knows what he's talking about. But I just think Morelos now is absolutely different class. Do you know what I like about him more than anything? He can score goals from either side of the goal. Oh, he's comfortable. And Do you know what I mean? He's wanting to hit that far away target as well, isn't he? Uh, uh, Even on his right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something because you know that for the last couple of seasons I've been exceptionally kind of critical of his touch, his first touch particularly. Yep. His first touch has got far better. better. Last night, he took a ball down and hit it. The best part of 30, 40 yards diagonally to Ojo to perfection. Mm -hmm. It was a brilliant ball. We have a lot of confidence. The, eh? But he deserves to. But I still think the Jermaine Defoe element mm -hmm. and Jermaine Defoe having him under his wing has made a big difference. Yeah. I, I really do, Hugh. I, and I'm convinced it's what's changed him. Yeah. But his all-round game, he's matured unbelievably, over the close season. His all-round game now is getting to be as good as his goal scoring. Yeah. And that makes him an exceptional player. But see when he rolls players, and he does it with such ease. It's not even... Uh, it's not difficult. He just rolls them with ease. He makes it look so simple. He really does. He's, he's gained a yard as well, Bill. He's gained a yard. He's getting away from defenders now. Where first couple of seasons... He's came for finished football, it's taken him time to adjust, time to obviously acclimatise to our game, to our referees, our, our, our culture and the way he'll play against defenders. So, you know, hats off and hopefully we, it is Jermaine Defoe factor that's helping him along the way. But um, even last night, we're talking about him just now and he scored, he scored uh, a great goal. What a save the goal he's had for him, Bill, just before the Oh, uh, yeah, no, I know. That, that one that took the deflection oh, and it my. bounced just in front of him. And his hands and went, cut up. Up, went up. And I couldn't believe Last night, save. if you noticed as well, when Defoe, uh, when uh, Morellis scored, he went and celebrated with Defoe again. Did he get in the dugout yeah. again, did he? Well, there's certainly a connection there. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Collectively, um, Stephen Gerrard must have been sitting in front of the plane last night and going, did we lose that game? You know, you, yeah, I mean, you young know, boys for me didn't win it. Rangers no, lost you, it. You, you, and that, that'll be hurt them. If young boys had turned Rangers 2-1 and they were the better team, you take it, you dust yourself down, you prepare for Sunday. But when you've went to foreign uh, soil, as in... Plastic. 4G. Plastic soil. <laughs> Pardon the expression. A new stadium with 4G, it doesn't really stack up, does it? <laughs> um, so, Rangers, 
dominated the game in long spells. They always looked as though they had a wee trick, one or two players that were just that wee bit extra special. But you get that in Europe, you get players that are technically a bit better. But the heart was on the Rangers side, and, and you could see it. Uh, again, you know, I sit and I watch games for Rocksport and, 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 you know, we're privileged to do that, Bob and I, and we watch it and watch plays very closely and I watch, always watch fullbacks played there and see how, what, what they do and what have you. And I think it's an absolute disgrace today that you've probably read more of the social media with some of these trumpets that are going to have any of such a hard time for two mistakes. Now, the boy does he good to make mistakes. He's made mistakes. The first one shouldn't be cutting in on his left when he's got the ball and just put it out. The second one, again, you've heard me saying a defender should always clear with, with, with the easy foot, which for me sweeps his left round up and it goes away. He's trying to be cute to go with his right. He's made two genuine mistakes. I find I finished one month, one each. You know, he wouldn't even get as much stick for his first goal, but the fact that there's two mistakes, then let's see how he reacts. As like you said earlier, you know, look at the assists, look at what he does for the club, look at the way he conducts himself, never at the team, never moans, plays every week, captain in the club, and the odd mistake will creep in. But that's James Tavernier, that's not going to change, Bill. But that you, that applies to a lot of wing-backs these days. That applies to a lot of them. I named Bollingoli is a good example. He had a couple of difficult ones last night did, where yes. he got caught. Mm -hmm. Andy Robertson's not a great defender, Hugh. He's That's not. right, and it's documented. People know that as well. You know, and, you know. And there's other players. There's other players that play for bigger teams than than, than Rangers and Celtic, and have the same equivalent value of of Liverpool mm -hmm. that have got again wing backs that are not great wing backs. Yeah. They're not great defenders. Yeah, they, they can they... either do one thing or they can do the other well. Yeah, and you've got to offset and weigh up which one you see as the best value. I was very surprised at the reaction for some of the Rangers fans today. Yeah, they're hurt. Yeah, they're hurting and, and they're sore that, that we've lost the game so late on. But listen, lay, lay off him a wee bit. I'm pretty sure that he'll, he'll be strong enough to come back eh, on Sunday when, when they entertain Hamilton. He'll lead the team out, get three points, job done, and hopefully some of it will be out the system. But there'll be nobody hurting any more than the, than the fullback. Well, let's hear what Stephen Gerrard had to say about it. James is the captain of this team for a reason. He's mature and he, he's big enough to handle the, the criticism that comes his way. Football's not just about highs and praise and everyone telling you how great you are. It's about um, setbacks and recovering from them and being able to handle um, the tough times as well as the good times. There you go, that's the boss's view on it. Well, he said that, and that's his, his, his reason. He's, a, he's a, the, the captain for the reason, and, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I still think Holander was at fault a wee bit for the first one as well, to be honest with you. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't help matters. I, I don't think, I don't think he, he wasn't, his awareness wasn't what it should have been for me. Without it being as extreme as Tav's mistake, I think the goalie could have done better. Mm. Never spoke to the goalie, the goalie the day and asked him. I usually like to speak to Gorham about maybe things that happen in the sticks. And I think Alan McGregor could have could have did a bit better. I know it maybe skipped. It was over. very close to all the three of them. And the boy, it comes up off uh, Hollander and and the, it comes off the boy's shin. But it, look, it ends up in the back Thin of the net, winner, and it's goals that, that count. You, know, you get that winner. That's right. You, you know. But again, this morning we're talking about is it time to give Paulson a chance at right back? You know, Matt Paulson, is it time is it time to come in and play Katic and, and uh Hollander well, rather than you well, know, let, let me let me ask you this, there's John Flanagan as well, don't forget. But I don't I think Flan way, yeah. I don't think Flanagan's as effective going down the channel as the Bonnabarish as as 
Borno Barisic Barisic I'm happy with at the minute yeah but he took a wee step back for me last night I didn't think he played that well well he did get gubbed a wee bit so you know but um, I think collectively when I looked around the team last night I thought I thought Glenn Kamara w- was caught with the pace of the game but, but I think Kamara for me is now I see him the way that I used to see in Cham yes he like he's a good player He's got all the stuff about him, but for me, he likes to play the game at his pace. Ryan uh, Ryan Jack started the game well, yeah. kind of drifted and kind of came back in it again. But if you notice... One or two decent passes. If you notice, Hugh, that's when Rangers couldn't keep control of the ball, was when Ryan Jack went off. Uh, Scott Arfield worked hard. Didn't he do Bit a lot? Bit of huffing and puffing Aye, for me last did, night. Didn't he do a lot for me? Um, collectively, he'll be disappointed that maybe three or four of these players... Could I get a wee bit more out of him? Would you have brought on Greg Stewart or would you have brought on Andy King well, last night? Right. Bearing in mind that well, Andy King's ex- well, I think Andy King's experienced. He's won with Leicester, the Premiership in England. I think his game management is stronger uh, than Greg Stewart's, and I think he's one of those stabilising influences. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see a bit more of Andy King. You know, if you're going to make those substitutions. He's not going to be a first choice for me, the way things are in the midfield at the moment. But, you know, it may well be that a game like Sunday, put him in there instead of, you know, uh, Ryan Jack. If Jack's not going to be fit, they've they've got a scan going on and either behind his knee or his calf, they're not quite sure what it is and how serious it is. So put him in to see what happens. Look, he's 33, but the guy's in good nick. He's been over the course, knows yeah, how it he, works. As it, you say, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a winner. He's a winner in he knows. At the highest level, one of the best leagues in the world. Rangers have looked naive before now with game management for yeah, me on occasions. We've spoken about that after, especially European games. Um, you know, it's so near and so far, thin lines. You win last night, you go six points, and you, you need a, a result at home probably to go through. You know, because Rangers again at home, I think, will beat Porto at home. I think they're in the, it's the next double header, isn't it? Um, with, with then to go to Feyenoord so uh, and obviously still young boys at home as well it's still very early but Look, I tell you what they could have really made a real name for themselves but, but here's the thing to remember as much as that three points dropped and it hurts like hell if you're a Rangers fan the bottom line is all the teams are in three points yeah. nobody's running away with this not at all and, uh, and if you can get points away from home and win your home games you're in good you're shape you're no far away yes you're no far away he, he knows he's no that far away but I just think looking at it I've got a team in front of me here and uh, Gavin Berry for the do you think Tavernier it's not going, a very well named stadium do you, do you, no <laughs> the, the, the Wankendorf like or wank, whatever it is the Wankendorf stadium yeah uh, <laughs> what was I going to say that's unacceptable uh, <laughs> that is totally unacceptable it's also called the Stade de Suisse yeah, I think Ga- it, Gavin Berry was at the Wankendorf stadium let me, let me ask you good? this while we're talking about Tavernier because you've mentioned it before <laughs> last season Probably. is he played too often is he given too many games well I'm pretty sure that Steven Gerrard will know when a player's getting tired. There will be, for me, time to give him just that wee rest. That wee just, you know, after 70 minutes, after two or three up at home, is it time to just give him a... a, a, a but he's still still young, Bill. We're not talking about a player in his 30s here. Tav will be, what, 25 if No, he but to be fair, Hugh, and I'm not, I'm not being cheeky, Aye. He's not played at this level before now. Yeah, I know, but... And playing European football as well. He's been well now, and he knows what it's expected. No, he has, Bill, but, but Bill, the European experience as well. He's a machine as well. He's a machine. 
you know, you, you, you watch him coming up for the dressing room. 27 years. 27. Yeah. He looks the part. He's got a great physique. He's up and down the line. You know, again, yeah, again you, I said, you said the other the other season, this is where I love it when you say these things and I remember and them. they come back and bite me the uh, That's right. You said last season, He's over for every free kick. He takes every corner. Now, that's not quite the case now since Barisic is... Well, Barisic, let's say, the, I always say, yeah. Copeland Road end where yeah. it used to be Tav that needs to do that shuttle. Barisic is now whipping that away for the goalie, yes. But he's still he's still one of Rangers' busiest players. Oh, no doubt. Corners uh, on the right-hand side, he'll whip them across or, or strike them hard. Free kicks, he's on it. Um, penalties, he's on it. You know... Um, I'm going to ask you something. So, you know, take him off the dead ball, free kicks, dead mm-hmm. ball corners, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, and the penalties. What, what, what does he offer you? I think he offers you width. Mm-hmm. I think he offers you pace. And I think probably seven times out of ten, he'll deliver. Distribution could be better, but it it's could, still quite But it's still tidy. a seven out of ten for yeah, me. Yeah, still tidy. And if you're getting seven over there that are decent balls that you can make something of, and you're only losing three, that's that's a decent I return. think his game has dipped for Candias's left. Well, there's a lot of people saying that on social media today. Um, I'm reserving judgment at this point. Yeah, well, I think that connection, that wee tandem, as I used to call it, Candias tucking in for him, James bombing on, they're playing me one twos, Daniels be the back healers, Tav would know, and he would put it up the inside the fullbacks and, and Candice would get in the end of it and work really hard together. I think the chopping changing of the white guys and it being unfortunate that we've had so many many injuries has left the manager no option to chop and change it wide wide. But here's the thing, here's the thing. If you look at it. If we were if we were looking at a Rangers team that was fully fit, you've got to think Ryan Kent's going to start. Ryan Kent's going to operate for the most part, doing the, the if you like the the minister without portfolio. Mm-hmm. He can choose where he plays, right, left, just off, you know, Morellis, yeah. cutting inside that kind of thing. If that was the case, then for most of any game, the guy that's going to be ahead of Tavernier is going to be Ojo. Ojo will not defend the, the space that Tavernier leaves behind. He's no, not capable of no, it. No, I think Ojo's a bit naive in that front. Came for so you've got to think that the guy... So as he's, it's harder for Tavernier. So the guy the guy that's going to do that covering job in there is probably going to be Ryan Jack. And he, he you're then asking Ryan Jack to, to, to shunt a little bit more to the right where, he, where if, if, if Daniel Candias or... An out and out right sided midfield player was playing in front of Tav. See when that see when you're playing as a right back bill and you you're left you're left with, with you know not a lot of help in front of you and you know that you've got nobody there as an out and out, not the right the old fashioned right right side of midfield, but you know, wide of a four. Yeah. And it's an absolute safety blanket for you. It's just, you mm. know, it, it's brilliant because you can just gear them all day long. Get it back, knock it in the corner. Everybody pushes up. You can go and overlap him. He can then be the right back. You know, there's loads can happen for Tav. Loads has happened for Tav when Daniel Candice was playing there. Now suddenly, he's looking for his regular partner in there. And again, albeit with the with the with the, the suspensions and injuries that we've had, 
we've, we've struggled in that department, the wide guys have struggled because we've, we've not got an out-and-out wide-right guy. We've not got an out-and-out right winger right now. And, 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 and that's the problem that the manager faces, that he's, he's got that. I, I just think that Ojo... I think Ojo will be a better Rangers player next year, but we can't wait that long. I think he'll, he'll realise what it's all about to come for, you know, academy football at Melwood to 50,000, uh, you know, screaming bears every week at him and then going to play big uh, European ties away from home. He's a young boy, Ojo. He still looks a wee bit rabbit in the headlights. And the manager swears by him, says he's got unbelievable ability. You know, well, you know, now's the time to show the manager you've got unbelievable ability. Yeah. You know, and get out there and do it. Because the man, you can't see the manager's not giving him a chance. I, th- I think right now, with, with the way Ojo is playing, I think Ojo's maybe letting the manager down a wee bit. Because the manager's giving him a chance, Bill. You can't blame the manager. The manager's putting him on that white line. And and I think he can offer Rangers so much more. Mm. When, when you've just got one guy and you're p- pinning all your hopes in Alfredo Morelos, when maybe somebody else up front's not doing that, 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 that's a big ask for Morelos to be doing well, everything. Well, not only that, what you're doing is you're building in your own vacuum. Aye. Because if Morelos goes because they get a super offer, then you've got to replace him with somebody who's got to either hit the ground running or you're running a risk of how he's going to return for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, that's... There must be people watching Morelos. Oh, of course there is. Of course there is. Know, and, and the more European goals he's scoring the more millions you can add well, that That's because European teams will think he could do a job for us yeah. rather than just teams in the UK. Even, you know, like say Inter Milan, AC Milan, big, you know, French clubs, big Spanish clubs. You know, he's, he's, he's a South American boy. Yeah. He's not going to be in Scotland much longer. I don't think the manager will look to move him in January, but I think I think it's fair to say next year. Rangers well, listen, listen to you. It doesn't matter whether the manager's looking to move him. If somebody comes in with one of those crazy offers, it won't make any well, difference. The more he behaves himself, the more he scores goals, Absolutely. that stock rises again. No doubt about it. Absolutely. That. Let me uh, let me just give you a wee bit of news, which is kind of it's going round. It's a wee bit of a rumor. Now, this is somebody who was approached by Rangers to be director of football back in 2017 and turned the club down. Ross Wilson, director of football at Southampton. Rumors going round again that Rangers have approached him about the job at Ibrox. Now, it's rumors that I'm hearing, but Wilson was approached back in 2017. He didn't. He didn't take the job, didn't fancy it at that time. Um, but I'm just wondering whether that'll be be something that could have legs and a bit of traction in it. So that's Ross Wilson at Southampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rumours going round that he could be offered the job at Rangers. Uh, as I say, he's, he's known to the club, they know him. They've offered him the job once before, turned it away. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. The Gerrard factor, will it you know, play a part? The manager had openly said a couple of weeks back that um, that he'd been quite happy just doing it himself, you know, and, and assessing. And you see, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who gets the job at Rangers, but Stephen Gerrard will have the last say. So somebody will identify a player, he'll go to the manager, then it'll alert the manager. The manager physically can't go and watch every player, but, you know, the director of football of his scouts, Bomber, I believe, is never off the trot. He's everywhere, John Brown. Ross Wilson is highly rated. He yeah, really well, is. Yeah, well, I do hear that. But again, you say you only get one chance. Scots lad. Yeah, you, you know, the, 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 you know the, the, the old saying, you only get one chance to knock Rangers back. And you don't get another, you don't get another chance. So you just wonder how, how fruitful that could be. Um, again, um, I don't know who Ross Wilson played for. Um, I can tell you who he scouted for. He was uh, previously at Huddersfield and Falkirk. 
Right, okay. Uh, you don't really need to add any more than that. So uh, I, I would I would prefer to see a, a big name. 35, he's not that old either. No, well, yeah. So, listen, um, if he's held in high regard then he's a wanted guy, then people will, will, will pull out the stops. I would like to see probably a higher-profile ex-player Maybe it's somebody that's living in Europe, maybe one of the Boers, somebody like you know, like that, you know. That it's that just interesting that they they went to Wilson before two yeah. years ago. Yeah, well, you know, they, they might be going back. As I say, it's hit social media today. You told us earlier on about it. I don't know. I don't know, Bill. I I think uh, I think they'll be looking to to fill the the, the the shoes of Mark Allen. I think obviously they'll seen how well financially he put the club and uh, the players that did come in. We bought a profit on players here there and the stock rising and the club getting better and the team getting better. So there is a job there in that department. But there'll be a lot of people throwing their, 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 their name in the ring for that. Maybe even people who are at the ground now will fancy that job. So you mm. just never know. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Paul Hegarty will join us. We'll talk a wee bit more about Europe. We'll look ahead to the weekend and we'll have a quick glance over uh, the international squad as well. Uh, and maybe even discuss Lauren Shanklin with Heggs and uh, getting the opportunity uh, to join the Scotland squad. For me, no-brainer. Imagine raw power, supreme skill, hand-to-hand combat, and national pride. Imagine putting your body on the line for the greatest prize in world rugby. The Rugby World Cup 2019. Rock Sport Radio will bring you comprehensive coverage of this titanic battle between the world's top teams. Who will reign supreme? Will it be Northern or Southern Hemisphere? Rock Sport Radio's Lewis Stewart will be in Japan to give you the latest team news and reports from all of Scotland's games. The Rugby World Cup on Rock Sport Radio. Brought to you by Motorpoint Glasgow. Just get the ball over the post at Motorpoint Glasgow's conversion challenge to win two tickets to the Six Nations. Find them just two minutes from Junction 3 off the M74. Do you hear that? That's your family coming round to your new house for Sunday lunch. Your son opening the door of his first home. Visitors arriving at your guest house. Friends coming over to watch the football. Scottish Building Society offer a range of mortgages, so we can turn this into this. Scottish Building Society. We've been helping people open doors since 1848. Call us today on 0345 600 4085. Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. They've had your money long enough. Now's the time to act. If a bank like Lloyd's or the Halifax persuaded you to move your savings and you lost out, don't miss this opportunity to get your money back. Text GOOD to 6677 and Goodwin Barrett could help you recover monies you thought had gone for good. Don't miss out. Text GOOD to 66777 now. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint and if unsuccessful you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Love music. Live sport. 
Talking Football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio. Okay, talking football, Heggs, how are you? I'm fine, Bill, yourself? Well, I'm a bit upset if I'm honest. I was feeling sorry for you the other night. Why? Well, because your nearly team got absolutely throttled. That would never have happened if you'd have played for them. Uh, It's good to have you on, Heggs. Good to talk to you. We'll uh, talk about a couple of other things, but uh, let's talk about your team tonight. Uh, Dundee United, it's a tricky little one down at the end of drill against Alloa. It is a tricky one, Bill, really. These are the ones that is going to make or break you in regard to uh, getting up this year because it's all right playing at home in front of uh, a great home crowd and obviously you've got all the all the pluses for you. So when you go away to these places, that's where you're going to uh, make or break the, the season because, as Hugh will tell you, when, when Celtic and Rangers go to town to these places, you know, uh, whether it's in the Cup or obviously in um, league games, you know, if you went to sort of like a Dunfermline or a Morton in our days, you know, the old firm packed the place out and the atmosphere is generated by the old firm and clubs like St. United going down there tonight, they'll have a decent crowd, they'll have a very good crowd, but nothing like the old firm and you've really got to do it yourself as a player and uh, it is a tricky game. Um, uh, if they come away with the three points, irrespective of how they do it, It'll be a good result. Paul, I must say, I must say congratulations and very well done to our old pal uh, Andy Goldie at, uh, at the Academy at Dundee United because three substitutes tonight, Academy graduates. So Dundee United are, are they're doing what they, they said they're setting out to do and that's develop young players. Uh, but again, good. I know that you know they might not all get a chance to feature tonight, but it's good that Robbie Nielsen's got them uh, part of the first team set up and, and on the bench tonight? I think that's important, Bill, really. Uh, Andy Gold Gold has done really well and and what I would say is it gives everybody an opportunity to to see, well, if if my teammate can can be in the bench for the first team, surely I can do it. And it gives everybody uh, a a carrot to dangle, really. And and Robbie Nielsen is doing the right thing. He's uh, given them an opportunity but it's the only reason why they're getting an opportunity is, is they deserve it. It's, it's only when you deserve it you get an opportunity. And, and as, as, as soon as people realise that they're there on merit, the better. But it looks good uh, at the moment. But I think you can actually do it uh, quite easier um, when things are going well, Bill, because, you know, everything's rosy in the camp at United just now. I mean, you can maybe... Uh, uh, blood one or two youngsters into the, the first team pool nobody's going to say anything there's not going to be any uh, eyebrows raised because things are really good uh, in the starting 11 so Robin Nielsen's been cute he's been very good in regards to that but they're there on merit and good luck to Robbie and, and obviously uh, young Andy Gold uh, as, a, as a coach because um, that's what United were like in the past, you know, bringing uh, youth team players into the first team eventually. And that's how, that's how United had a, a great youth squad uh, in our day. Now it's called academies. I always thought academies were schools, Bill, or uh, <laughs> graduating, was graduating from university. But now they do it in football as well. And well, are they not I'm, schools in football? Are they not football schools now? They are schools in football. Uh, yeah, I understand that, but... You know, I'm going back to the old days. It was just youth team football, and you just made your way up through the ranks. And Heggs, now it's, 
Hex, I'll, t- I'll tell you something as well. Uh, you know, at Dundee United Academy, they're all put on learning programmes for uni and uh, further education and things like that. It's not just all football at Dundee United. Well, we went through a checklist that you, Hugh, uh, and all Bob the other the guys group. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dame Edna. Uh, <laughs> the... the uh, you know, we went through the checklist that we all talk about that we would like to see academies doing. And and to their credit, I didn't give them this checklist or ask them, are you doing this, are you doing this, are you doing this? Andy Goldie reeled it all off, and I thought, he's been listening to the show and he's come prepared. But it is genuine what they're trying to do at Dundee United. And they accept that all not all players will play full-time football. Uh, so what they're doing is they're putting them through open university courses and all sorts of things, uh, learning skills. Uh, skills and such like, uh, just in case. Now, they're not looking for them to fail, but they've got, they're saying they've got to support them and they've got to look at their individual needs because not everybody will make it as a full-time professional football player. I think that's magnificent, though, because you're right. Only, only about 1% or 2% actually make it eventually through the first team, and probably less than that make it really big time. So I, I must admit that's great because, you know, if, if you don't make it, which a lot won't make it, at least they've got something to fall back on and have obviously some uh, qualifications to obviously uh, further their future uh, out with the football side there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Higgs, good evening. How are you? Mr Burns, I must congratulate you on what you did last Saturday. Uh-huh. Yes, carry on. I'm all ears. Um, all I'm going to say is I never saw that happening. <laughs> I know that Rangers had scored four goals the week before. Yes. Thinking, well, you know, that's that's really good for you know, any team, mm-hmm. but to do what they did on the Saturday against Aberdeen, and it's kind of a Mr Burns because he yeah. actually predicted that Rangers would give somebody a hide in, mm-hmm. give somebody a do in, yeah. in your words, and uh, did you have money on them? No, not at all, Higgs. I, no. I, was, I was just sitting in, actually my phone had went a couple of times during the game, guys had listened yeah. to the show. I'm, I'm glad that, that I'm pleasing some people because I think I fell fairly a couple of Rangers fans tonight with so many things that we're saying about uh, Rangers in general, but all I had said just before you come on was, I don't know who was it tweeted in, Bill, give us a name again, who else it was? Uh, Graham McIntosh. Graham McIntosh says he's turning to another channel because I'd said that I was waxing lyrical about Scott Brown and what a great player he is, and I don't think I'm far after Mark, to be honest, but big man, if you're dummies out, then carry on and listen to our channel, we don't really bother that much, we only just speak our mind. What is he going to listen to? As we always do. What is he going to <laughs> you listen to? I mean? <laughs> exactly, there's no much choice in the city, is there? Uh, but no, I, listen, I think... you're right. Um, listen, staying on United, um, w- would it have been fair to say that it was a bit of a major shock that, that, that young Shanklin got in the squad, Heggs, okay, scoring goals. Well, we've been talking about the last two or three weeks up here uh-huh. uh, with Stevie Clark pondering whether he shouldn't do it or not, and uh, I, I said on the, the programme on, on, on Tuesday, briefly came on to speak to Bill and Jerry Collins, uh, Hugh, and th- that came up in the, the subject. And I, I'm all for it because he is bang on form. I know, I know that he's in the championship, but that's not the kid's fault yep. because that's mm-hmm. that's the level he's playing in. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'd be a great idea if he played in the San Marino game. Uh, I think the Russia game uh, is going to be difficult. If we're not going to qualify in this section at present, well, we might qualify in the in the Nations Cup, the other one. This but league, yeah. I think it's a great opportunity for the, for the young kid. I, I must admit, um, Hugh, um, 
He didn't play particularly well against Abroad two weeks ago, and he scored two goals in the last three minutes. Oh, there you are. And he was like a, an Ali McCoy. You know how Ali McCoy, mm-hmm. you never see him in the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, pops he up. just pops up and scores important goals. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely magnificent. Last year, if they'd been in the same situation, putting a, a club like Sarbroth, they would have lost the game. But because you've got Shanklin on fire um, and a predator right in the box, his first touch for the first goal was magnificent because that set him up for the, his uh, strike goal. Uh, and then last week he was in uh, tip-top form. You know, a howler from the Morton defender after one minute. And who's waiting? Uh, who's lying and waiting at the back post? Is uh, Lauren Shanklin well enjoyed a, a right foot uh, shot past the goalkeeper? He was excellent last week. And what I would say, Hugh, because I spoke to Bill and Jerry there uh, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, he's not greedy because if someone else is in a better position than him, mm-hmm. you know, he will play people in well, to give them opportunity to score because he probably thinks they're in a better position, and that's fairly unlike. A goal scorer. Yes, um, well, because you know what goal scorers like, you know, they are greedy and they want to score all the time. But uh, I, I think uh, he was exceptional last week in regards to not just his general out, outfield play and his goals, but just his awareness about, uh, about the opposition. And uh, uh, what I liked about him as well, uh, he, he was talking to a few uh, supporters after the game. I was in the same room as him, but. He probably didn't know me anyway, and I had my back to him. Mm-hmm. And he was actually very unassuming and very humble, mm-hmm. and just really pleasant to the supporters. And that's quite unusual for the for younger uh, younger players now. And I was actually delighted with the way he conducted himself to, towards the, the young supporters. Well, that's good that you're saying that. <laughs> you see you what know? he just done then, Higgs? What? He probably wouldn't have known me anyway. Higgs, Higgs, there's a sweet named after you at Tannadice. Ah, you're, you're an absolute legend. Well, we stand you know, under it so they know do you not, Do you not think that everybody that comes in uh, Dundee United knows who Paul Heggerty is? No, I don't really think that way. Well, I'll tell you something. Having said that, the picture I saw you when you looked about 12 years old earlier on today, I wouldn't have recognised you. There was a picture in the paper. <laughs> there was a good picture on the record during the week as well, big fella of you. What was that all about? What was that? Did you not see it, Higgs? He's not getting the no, papers up there. Get, no, I don't get the record. Uh, do you know, Hugh. <laughs> the Daily Ranger, do you not get it? Go <laughs> <laughs> order the Daily I Ranger. Sorry, but I get the Mail Express. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. We'll no mention any names, and and I wouldn't obviously have anybody, you know, uh-huh. you know, chastises they would say. But we, we did hear that the boy Shanklin got an unbelievable deal from Dundee United. You'll know be able to, be, yeah. you know, you'll have heard that one or two things going about. Yeah. But you, you, you're looking at a player here. Um, playing with all the confidence in the world, scoring goals, getting looked after financially at a good club, facilities. You know, it's like when, when you move, Bill, Bill, see when you move from the Somerset to Tannadice, it's like moving to the San Siro, right? From the... For, for, for the I'm telling you, I, no, but wait a minute. What I'm trying to do is, is tell you how that can work because I remember being yeah. at Douglas Park, Paul, and you played yeah. there. Yeah. And then I got a call to go and speak to Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. And see when you get somebody yeah. coming in for a year, you know it's a I'm not saying a better club, bigger club, better for something. That yeah. that raises your game right away. Oh listen, it's Honestly. the same in the radio business. Yeah, of course it is, you know, and, and, and I think the young boy Shanklin has given has given everybody, you know, hope right. to be in the championship, to be scoring goals and be in Stevie Clark's thoughts. Why no? Because you know why? We're not that good enough. 
that we can just go to the, the Scottish Premiership to buy to get players. Out. I said this to Jerry McCabe last night, guys, and it's a very valid point as far as I'm concerned. Why would you turn up your nose for, for a boy that's banging them in in the championship where before we've started players that haven't kicked a ball all season for their first team mm-hmm. and have not been playing first team football? Now, I would rather he was playing first team football and scoring every week in the championship than not even on the bench or not in the team or whatever. Right. And then we bring them in. Look, look t- put, put reputations to the side for a minute, guys, right? And and I know your thoughts on this player. That I'm going to mention anyway. If you've got uh, if you've got ten players and you're looking for a striker that's scoring goals, and say it's against maybe I don't know, you know, uh, Wales Wales at home, who would you have in up front, McBurney or Shanklin? I'd have, I'd have Shanklin every time. So McBurney, would I. McBurney should be in a D, a ZZ top tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> and he's moved for 20 million Unbelievable You know so You've just got to say Horses for courses You and shaking his head He rates McBurney ah, but he's a, he's Every, a, every so often Every so often Every so often He does something Or says something Or right. shakes his head That makes you think See that The credibility's just gone it's now because he's got posters Of all of McBurney Or his room That's why that's fine That's why he loves Sharp Ollie. dress man ah, He loves Ollie He loves Ollie um, Well I, I'm, I'm delighted For the young boy Shanklin And it just shows you You know Hard work Paul You know right. And you'll get something out At the end of it Because this was a kid That broke into the Aberdeen team And uh, you know Got a bit of stick About his fitness Couldn't whack it Ian McCall took the chance. I think he went straight from Aberdeen to United, if I'm right. Yeah, he did. You know, and, and, and Ian McCall will be a proud man as well, I've got to say, for getting him in the team and getting him fit and scoring goals. And he just kept scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals. Um, and, and absolutely great. His, his mother, I think there was a great quote in the, in the, in the record saying that my mum only need to, the last time there was a Scotland game on or something, his mum had to queue for four o'clock in the morning to go and get him tickets. Maybe just no recently, but before we... Ian McCall's mother? No, uh, Shanklin's mum. Shanklin's mum. Shanklin's mum's Ian McCall's mum. I never said that. I said Shanklin's (laughs) mother had to wait in the queue. (laughs) Trumpet. It's taken me... a bit complicated, that one, isn't it? It's taken me nearly an hour, but I've got there. Yeah, you have. I've taken the bait. bait. But no, he's saying, you know, his rise to fame has been absolutely... Incredible, you know, and it's great. It's absolutely great. Ian McCall's rise to fame. No, you, you, no, yours. <laughs> infamy. Yours, infamous rise to fame. Um, so anyway, um, I just think, listen, Dundee United going back to tonight's game. They're thirteen points, I think, better off than than Peter's Alloa, who have had the buffers a wee bit. I've got to say, Alloa. I need to try and get through and see. But granted. listen, I'll tell you something, Hugh, and I'm, being, I'm, be, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See when Allah go off the boil a wee bit, that's when they become the, the most dangerous because they always pull a point or a, a shock result out of the bag against How somebody. How do you know? Because I, I look at all these things. Oh, do you? I bet Plus, we, we, Alan Trouton, I have him on oh, the show regularly. Oh, so right. Uh, Trouton scores goals, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, we Trouts is always in there. He scores hundreds of goals. But you think Dundee United on the run, they're on. They can get down there. Four G or no, they can get down there. Nice night for a game. Go and win. Uh, and well, I can't kick believe who's doing you there. But you see about Alaba. How can listen, he doubts because I was only semi-pro. Uh, he doubts everything uh, I say. You only had a what? <laughs> Ian McCall's mother. Ian McCall's mother. That's how you had one. Half past uh, three. Half three. <laughs> half three for what? I don't know. <laughs> It was four o'clock she stood in the queue. <laughs> I 
think it's going to be one of these nights, Bill. No, no, I'm very mellow tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm not getting involved in too much of the, huh? the, uh, the hassle that usually happens in a Friday night. I'm getting too off for it. I feel as if I'm getting home and I'm highly strong on a Friday night <laughs> after falling out we used to. <laughs> so Finley looks at me that way when I get in the house and goes, I'm happy you daddy, but at you again. I'm like, aye, son. Just you sit here now. Sometimes I think you should be highly strung. Very <laughs> <laughs> short, very short and curly. <laughs> yeah. But no, things are great for Young Shanklin and Ian McCall's more, and that's the main thing, isn't it? <laughs> right, gents. Yes. Let's move on let's go. and look at the fixed wheels. Let's go. Uh, let's kick off tomorrow. Hearts against Killy at Tynecastle. Two it. of your former it's clubs. Down at Tynecastle, they by the way. Oh, They're talking to the boys Don't well, any time you mention Hearts, I'm going to mention it. Are you? That's where they play. Uh, well, anyway, two of your former teams. Yes, OK. Actually, half the league's two of your former teams, so it doesn't matter, <laughs> really. throw in some of the championship, but, yeah. I know, by the way. That'll <laughs> fill the night. Uh, so, Hearts <laughs> against Kelly, kick us off. Well, you know, Hearts have, you know, they're undefeated now in three, am I right in saying? You know, they got the result against Hibs. Mm-hmm. Then they beat Kilmarnock, am I right in saying? And Penns. Aberdeen. And, uh, Aberdeen, sorry, Higgs, well done there. Yeah. And then last week, undefeated down at St Mirren, I think he, he was a wee bit disappointed. Certainly the loss of Craig Halkett. Uh, I think the, the return of the big boy Haring in the middle of the park might, you know, give him a wee bit of compensation there. Um, Alessio as well looked as though he was beginning to build a wee head of steam. So we are talking still at, at two managers going, you know, toe-to-toe under pressure yet. No, regardless, getting a couple of wee, a wee bits of uh, uh, results to get a wee bit of time, to buy a wee bit of time. But again, hearts at home, Kelly on the roads, not a lot of confidence in, in, in each camp, but you just think that, you know, hearts could hearts could sneak that bill, you know, for me. I think at, at Ten Castle, doesn't matter how hearts are playing, you always look at it and go, can they get there? And they're sitting there in ninth, win the Mora. You know, they could move up going and, and they could go in top six and suddenly maybe just doesn't look as bad. And the flip side of that is, you know, Kilmarnock could go fourth tomorrow, you know, if they win. <laughs> so it's 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 kinda crazy, isn't it? But it's still early doors. It's seven games. Yeah, in. but yeah, but here's the you thing, guys, I mean? and I mentioned this earlier on in the week to Ali Graham. How many seasons have we sat at this time of the season and said it's early days yet and then the next thing you know we're at it's the Christmas. January window? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it it flies, and you know it's good to get a start like the the start that, that Livingston have had. There'll be eight points, seven games, quite tidy. Hamilton as well, eight points. I'll be a chipper. I'll be delighted with that. Hearts are two points, but you know, so there's there's good good stories and bad stories in the league. You know, do you know what worries me about Kelly? Having watched them against Ross County last week, they create chances, but they can't convert them. Well, and I think the 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 not helping Brophy when he plays mm-hmm. because he's having to chase the ball down. He's all over the place and it's hard work for him to get back to where he has to be to score those goals. I like Brophy. I like him hard. a lot, but hard. but they're making it difficult for him. He's not getting the support. I think, I think Paul, the Alessio factor is, 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 is a wee bit more calm than what it was. This is on yeah. the back of going in and, and you know, it's like... In many ways, somebody trying to replace Sir Alex, somebody trying to get in the back of wee gym, somebody, you know, going in behind big names and guys who have been successful. Uh, maybe not to the extent of those, but, you know, kind of similar circumstances where they're going into, a, a, you know, a steady waters and then suddenly you've went in and made a couple of changes. And, uh, 
you know, before you know it, one or two players is upset. They're mm-hmm. not playing the same system. They've been asked to do something. They might not be comfortable with. And, and hey, how many times at Paul and Bill have we said it's player power now? You know, gone are the days if these players don't, you know, play in our day, are not happy, they're down the road. And, and your, your, your career's dwindling mm. by falling out with the gaffer. And I should know because I fell out with loads of them. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you keep your gub shut. You're a good boy like Big Hager and you can play at a wine club for 20 years and no fall out with the manager. So, you know, that, did you ever fall out with me, Jim Paul? Lots of times. <laughs> I wouldn't have known it the way you played, mate, and you played every week, so was it a one to one? Higgs, can I ask a question? Excuse me, I was asking my question uh, first. I, 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 I was asking I, my question. Any stupid you, question your, your question was going to be pure, I'll ask him if he fell out with wee Jim publicly or in the manager's office. Well, I was going to ask the question did you actually fall out with wee Jim or did wee Jim fall out with you? Probably fall out with me. Ah, see, there's a subtle right. difference there. <laughs> there's a subtle difference. There's a subtle that's difference here. Heggs, Heggs, would Heggs, would Jim McLean have you a pop at you in front of the rest of the players? Me, everybody, <laughs> everybody was the same, Bill. Uh, you really, mate. Aye, oh. honestly. Yeah, there was, oh, there was no uh, stone uh, left hand turned to uh, Jim in the changing room with anybody. And no, no stone left unthrown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and remember, uh-huh. I spoke to somebody today about the 6 1 and get, get, get fined for entertainment 50 value. Pound. 50 pounds against Motherwell. Yeah, I think a bonus was 100 quid that day, and uh, we got fined half that for not entertaining in the second half <laughs> when uh, I think we were 4 or 5 nothing up. And, Oh, 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 that's, the the ball. that's the best ever. Couldn't he score? Couldn't behind him? No, I mean, that's brilliant. Oh, not entertaining. That's brilliant. Hugh, what Motherwell did, we just got everyone behind the ball, made it tight, and frustrated us. And obviously, we just sort of kept the ball. But you know, we Jim was wanting another two or three goals for the same half. Uh, never materialised. Well, I, everyone fell out with Jim, honestly, or he fell out with us. But <laughs> I, it was tough. It was a hard, hard shift. But as a coach and as a manager, uh, football manager and trainer and yeah. tactics, top draw, wonderful. top draw. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it's great to see that your club slowly but surely. I know. Listen, in the west of Scotland, Paul, there's still a lot of bitterness towards Dundee United with the Rangers fans. I know. You know that. You know that. I, you know. What I, mean? I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel that. I, I. I want Dundee United. I'll get me a stick after the guys. In the t- I want Dundee United in the Premier League because they're a Premier League club. I know we spoke about them where they've been the last couple of seasons. But yeah. no, we want United to come and play at Ibrox and go to Celtic Park and have the the, the new firm derbies. And that's what it's all about with Dundee United. They're better than where they are. But nobody's going to give you a key to unlock that door just to get out. You've got to go and earn yeah. the right. I think the right people now are in charge. And again, I think there's been so many changes, at, you know, management level at Dundee United. Hence, where it's took them longer to get away from where they are. And it's the same things that happened at my club. People who have yeah. been given the reins weren't the right people. And now the manager's going into steadier and it'll take time to get things right. So, listen, same thing applies at a lot of clubs, Paul. If the manager's in place for a long term, a long, a long time, then you've you've got a better chance of coming out the other end a wee bit more successful. Do you know what's just struck me, Higgs? Before we get you to talk about Hearts and Kelly, Uh-oh. no. Do you know what's uh-huh. just do you know what's just struck me? No. There's a common thread: awkward, obstinate, argumentative gets all come from Lark Hall. We Jim Hugh Burns, Tommy McLean, aye. Tommy McLean, Wally McLean, 
Aye, a lot of... Uh, right, 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 torn face time. that build, do you think? I don't know whether the wind's in my face. I, like think, there's, I think there's too many clampets in that, that place. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'll tell you something. I don't know if Heggs knows this or no, but Willie, uh, Jim and Tommy all came from a small village called Ashgill. It was not... Ashgill, that's right. Called. That's where I was brought up. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. I rest my case, Your Honour. And I would say it's a small fishing village in outskirts yeah. of Glasgow. Right, so. <laughs> small fishing village. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's a wee mining, a wee mining village. Great little village, but that's where the McLeans were brought up. I get through, and that was a baker. I went through Ashgill one day, and I got, no, actually it wasn't, it was about three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'd been diverted off the M74. Mm-hmm. And had to go through Ashgill. Around, eh? And then there was another one from that area that that that, that Higgs would have played. I think I might be asking before. Eric Alexander played at Aki's good player. Yes. He was from that neck. A lot of big players, Willie Hinshelwood, uh, you know, a lot of <laughs> Joe Watt, a lot, sadly. A lot of argumentative so and so's. Joe's Joe's no longer with us and, and died a dementia recovery. A lovely guy, Joe Watt. He was a fantastic guy. Um Joe didn't he? Joe was never at Dundee United, Paul, was he? No, no, a great player, wasn't great he? Great player, left back, man. What a player he was. Higgs. Yes, fantastic. Higgs, let's find out what you think about Hearts against Kelly. Aye, how did we get to Ash Young talking about this? It's amazing, but that's what it's all about, and it's about a banter. Hearts, Kelly, Higgs. Hearts and Kelly. I, I think, well, the two teams are, are not out of the woods yet, because uh, obviously Hearts drawn last week against Seaman and probably expecting to build on their, their, their cup success against Aberdeen and their success against Hibs and the sort of faltered last week and it hasn't helped uh, big Craig Levine with Halkett being injured and out for three or four months with an injury so that's probably upset his plans as well he's probably been one of the luckiest managers at of, of this season and even the start of last season with players getting injured but you would think with his large squad he managed to, to cope with that, but obviously still struggling. Uh, and and I just got to agree with yourself and uh, and Hugh about uh, Brophy. Uh, he looks, you know, a shadow of the player of what he was last year. Mm-hmm. Alessio probably did a bit better. Uh, I know that he had said that they drew against Ross County last week, but uh, they made a few chances. But you know, when you've only sort of scored five goals for and seven against. After seven games, the goal ratio is not particularly good and not particularly healthy for for Kilmarnock's point of view. But I just think two teams that are sadly lacking in, in confidence throughout the club and just needs a real injection of you know a few decent wins to get them up that league. And I don't think there's too much between the two teams tomorrow because the two teams have probably got several injuries that uh, they would love to get fit and healthy and back in the first team as likes uh, Halkett, as likes uh, Naismith, uh, Herring uh, Hearts as well and then you've got two or three current players still trying to get back into fitness so I don't think there's too much between the two teams and I think it could be a share of the spells tomorrow Bill. I was just going to say... Well, you're uh, sleeping there, <clears throat> No, I was listening to what Higgs was saying. All right, OK. Um, I was just going to say, though, guys, it, it, although that Hearts have come on this little revival, mm-hmm. I still don't think that there's a positive feel across the majority of fans well, for the, Craig the, Levine well, still. you know, this hasn't been a knee-jerk reaction with the Hearts fans. This has been ongoing, yeah, isn't it, really? Let's be honest, for 
you know, as you say, you keep going back into next season, or last season, I should say. Yeah, but you told me and not I'm to not do that. To, no, but I'm not getting into it, but you do get into it regular, but so it's been going on since then. But there's no need to mention that if we're not going to talk about that and you're only going to focus on this season. Yeah. Because you keep chastising me when I do that. Yeah, because sometimes you can be an absolute trumpet <laughs> when I'm trying to have a serious conversation with you and you make me look like an absolute dick. So um, I just kind of. You me you were with No, nah, no. No, no, I'm not. I'm getting warm now and I'm getting frustrated. Can I, can I just say something? You don't need my help for that. <laughs> Set me a jumper on. I don't know why I've got a jumper on in here. It's like a sauna. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he needs wins. He needs wins to get him, you know, out the woods. That's it, the bottom line. And um, tomorrow, it, you know, it's a toss of the coin. I, I'm going to go in right away prediction-wise. I, I think Hearts will struggle to score a lot of goals. They've no got a striker. They've no got a poacher. Ick Piezo will, will nick things and he'll be busy and he'll be, you know, getting top of their back two and three and what have you. But, but I still think maybe Brophy can nick one as well, Bill. And, and I'm going to sit in the fence and I think it'll be one's about tomorrow. I'm going to go one each. Okay. Paul, just before I get your prediction, can I just ask you, and you can come in. No, seriously, you can talk about this as well. When you look now at Stephen Naismith, and this injury situation that they had last season, the injury situation they've got this season, how good a signing was that and how much value for money with a four-year contract was that bit of business? Well, that, that's probably surprised me the most. Probably like a lot of people getting such a lengthy contract. Blame. You know, he's you know, 32-33 and you know, he, is, he is a very valuable member of the Hearts, but you know, he's had quite a few injuries over the last two or three years. And then, like everything else, you know, as a manager or as a club in general, you've really got to take care and just look at the bigger picture of that player. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the bigger picture of that player was he's had a few injuries with Norwich and obviously Everton and now at Hearts. So um, mm-hmm. his, his, uh, his sort of recent history of injuries is, is, is quite a lot. But he's, he's one of these players that it can be bounce back quickly but you know when you get older and he'll tell you when you are getting older injuries take a bit longer to uh, to heal up and recover and that can be a problem as well and the longer he's out the worse it is for hearts because we've all spoke about it on numerous occasions um, when Naismith's uh, playing for hearts they're a different side and he to me is a manager on the park uh, when he plays because he's you know he's, he moans and groans and Chastises and helps people, and just what Craig Lee wants as, 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 a, as a player on the park. And when you don't have that, I don't think Berra or Halkett's a, sh- a shouter or an mm. organiser as such. But when Naismith plays, I think everyone sits up and takes notice. But it's a long, uh, a long contract for a player that's uh, 32, 33. But obviously, Craig Levine's taking that call. I think it's probably. We don't really talk about lengths of contracts in here with players. That's why it's sticking out to us as much. You know that when have we ever discussed anybody's length of contract? It's not something we ever get involved I, I in. Just worry there's, what, there's, they don't stick out as much. You go, I cut your deal. That's fine. That's okay. You get on with it. But four year, thirty two, niggling injuries, big wages, biggest earner. Biggest influence on the part, so you stick your neck out a wee bit to get him. You get him on a two-year deal, and you say, right, I'll bring you in as a coach to keep him sweet. Meantime, for the life of me, I cannot believe that Ann Budge and Craig Levine 
you know, sanctioned that four-year deal. For a boy of that age, that's different, 26, 27, get him into early 30s, you've still got a few years out of him. You get four years out of, you know, in this pass, and you'll be doing well to get four years out of him. You'll be doing fantastically well to get four years out of him. He is a fit, busy little player, but as Hicks said, as you may all know, we're getting older and you find wee niggles here, there, and whatever. But this boy's still playing, trying to get through all that. So he's trying to get through mm-hmm. one niggle, next thing another one turns up. And yeah. before you know it, Bill... You know, he's on fortunes. I don't, he'll be on a right good earner there at Hearts because he's come up for Norwich and, well, 50, 60 grand a week at Norwich. I just think it's going to be interesting to see how much game time in that four years he, gets. he actually gets. Well, I, I, that's that was a bit of a panic for me. Maybe to appease the fans, <clears> but I'll tell you something the fans will no belong in turning in that one or not if he's not going to be playing. So he's a great little lad. I don't think there was ever anything mentioned regarding coaching. Um, I've never heard that. Duties. There was I nothing. Now that would have come out. That would have come out yeah. if it had if it had happened. Um, but by the way, you know, I've said before on here, is it a four year deal to keep him there? And is it is it is it you know something that Ann Budge is looking at down the line and going? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Higgs, what? Give me your prediction for uh, Hearts against Kelly. Well, I'm exactly the same as you. I think it'll be one one. Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. I think it's going to be a draw. Be good. You do that all the time. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't to infinity. You can't beat that. So, uh, Aberdeen against Hibs. Heggs, you can start with this. Now, okay. it's an interesting one because Aberdeen are coming back uh, uh, off getting a real humping by Rangers. Yep. And Hibs, despite the fact that they, they didn't take uh, the three points, obviously, but they didn't lose, uh, they're coming off the back of a a draw from Celtic, the other half of the old firm. Mm-hmm. Who's feeling most confident, do you think? And Derek McInnes is under a wee bit of pressure at the minute as well. According to some reports I've been getting, Aberdeen fans starting to grumble just a wee bit. What's the, the word on the street up there? Just what you're saying. I think uh, a lot of them are not happy with what's happened uh, this season and uh, the result against Rangers last week when uh, it was a real doing for for Aberdeen and, and Derek McInnes. I think of the two, I think Hibbs will be slightly more happier and confident. But in saying that, um, you know, they've got a, a decent result, a very good result against Celtic last week. But I think Hibbs are, are like Aberdeen. They're, you know, just so many problems uh, with uh, players not playing particularly well. Um, and it has been a torrid time for both sides. Uh, Derek McInnes, is, is, he, he's had a lot of injuries as well. He's had eight players out in, in total, he was saying. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're in the fourth position with 11 points now, that's out of a total of 21 points. So that's not like Aberdeen form over the last three or four years. And, you know, the, the, the partners are obviously... Um, uh, not happy and, and Willie Miller had mentioned in the press during the week that he's under a bit of pressure but I think uh, I think uh, the chairman's strong enough to uh, to forget about uh, what's behind the scenes and obviously back his manager like everything else Derek McInnes will be wanting his best players back as soon as he can uh, McKenna's been out uh, and I think it's been shown now that you know he's a decent player he's still got a lot to learn but he's a decent uh, centre back and he's fairly solid and fairly dependable and reliable but they need him back ASAP Paul Higginbottom's the same they probably don't really know their best starting living both managers because they've had so many adverse results off late and what happens when you you do have 
poor results, you know, you scratch your head guys and, you know, you get make up plenty of teams on the uh, the living room floor and, you know, get the best shape and the best starting eleven and before you know it you've got about twenty bits of paper in the corner all <laughs> crumpled up because you're not sure what's who's going to give you the you know, uh, a decent performance. And I think Paul Higginbottom's the same. You know, I think it was a, a, a massive blow losing the home to Hearts and then obviously uh, getting a great result uh, at Kilmarnock, which is probably like Craig Levine. It's helped him a bit <clears throat> to sort of weather the storm. But like anything else, you know, the storm clouds are brewing over these clubs and uh, it'll not go away unless you get positive uh, and good results. The, the problem for Hibs is, um, you know, the, the, they've only scored six and they've lost 16. You know, they've had two draws and three losses in the last five games. That's league games. And then you go to the other side of the coin, you've got Aberdeen. They've scored nine goals for, but nine against. So, um, you know, it's, it's good in one sense, but poor defensively. They've had two wins, two draws, and a defeat in five games. So, both teams really are very mixed uh, in performances so far, and I think it will be like the Hearts Kilmarnock result. You know, I don't think uh, either team, you know, are very confident in playing tomorrow. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen. I think if if you're looking at last week's performances, Hibs has looked a bit stronger. Bill, the fact mm-hmm. that they got the result against Celtic, Aberdeen were awful uh, last Saturday, Paul. The worst I've seen at Ibrox. Take none away for Rangers, but be honest, Rangers didn't need to beat much, mate. And they, you know they got the, the, the goals, but they could have been more Aberdeen were that poor. And, and I'm suddenly making one or two wee notes there and thinking, could could Hibs unlock Aberdeen tomorrow with the ability that they've got in his squad and in his team? And, and uh, uh, instantly, I write down Scott Allen, you know Stevie Marlin, Camberry getting in behind them. I think I think right now. You know, tomorrow's 11, I'll look every bit as strong as Aberdeen. And that Disney always happen when, when, when Aberdeen <coughs> play Hibs. I think right now, Hibs, are, have, Hibs have got as good a squad as Aberdeen. I know they might not have shown it, but I think they will eventually, given Higginbottom and given a wee bit of breathing space to perform. I think there's massive pressure on Aberdeen. Ash Taylor's out injured, I don't know if Considine comes back, the boy Max Lowe's way back down south, Shea Logan's no doing it, the middle of the park, McGinn's had his good years, Gary McKay Stevens away, Shinny's away, Rooney's away, you know, Cosgrove's been injured. Yeah, you know, Cosgrove looks a wee bit stagnant up front now as well. Mm. Big Lewis McLeod, Lewis McLeod, uh, Lewis Ferguson has lost that wee edge that he's had as well you know that competitive but you know what it's like when the team starts to feel a wee bit out of sorts players that players have been in well. form start to just kind of you know well, fall in line with well, it well uh, you know it's interesting and and you know something I think this this game has came probably at a good time for Hibs mm. I think all the pressure tomorrow is on Aberdeen well, I agree with you and I, I think you. you know the Boo boys are not that far away you know we know what they're like Higgs knows what they're like you know what they're like I know what they're like they can be naughty yeah. up there and I think tomorrow, I think there's massive pressure on Aberdeen to get the result. I think you're right. And I'll tell you as well, because you look at the Hibs midfield and you look at the way that they can move around. It's a very mobile midfield. 
Aberdeen's defence for me, Paul, are fairly static. They're not very mobile. Can be they could hurt them, Bill. I agree. I if agree. If Scott Allen and Stevie Mallon can can work together Connect. well, yeah. and Scott Allen can put those wee reverse passes together that he does with monotonous regularity, it's not a mobile Aberdeen no. back four. Well, they they had the boy War, I think. Is it Walk? They had them at centre back last week. Who gave the first penalty away from Morelos? But Jet, there was. You know, absolutely. Listen, Aberdeen come down to, 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 to Glasgow and fight their corner, especially against Rangers. You know, last week it was gutless, it was toothless. There was just no battlers in the Aberdeen team. Now, that doesn't get any better. It gets, it could slightly get better within a week, but it doesn't get much better. So, you know, the ability is still no there for me. I, the fighting spirit, the will to win to play for the Aberdeen badge can be better. But the, the bottom line is, can the footballing ability get much better within a week? I doubt it. And okay. I fancy Hibs to get a result. Well, tell us what you think that result will be. 2-1, the Hibs. <laughs> you got me 2-1. Yeah. Heggs, go on. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one again. 1-1. One, one. Mm. Okay, there you go. Yes. No, I, yeah. fancy, I fancy Hibs tomorrow, I have yeah, to I do say. strongly fancy Hibs. Hibs have lost 16 goals, guys. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You, so, listen, you, you've got it in for this boy Higgin Bottom. That's terrible. That, you know, these Hibs, these Hibs directors could be listening right now and they'd be going, oh, big Higgity. Ah, Higgity's right. We've lost 16 goals. We've <laughs> lost 16 goals. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know the thing, you know the thing Higgs? Uh, Aberdeen have only scored nine. Uh-huh. Uh, what does that, what does that get us? Eh? What does that get us? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that Aberdeen are not, not prolific. prolific. They're not prolific and may not test the Hibs' defence. And you're saying the Hibs are. Hibs have scored six. No, no, I'm not. Again. I'm not that saying. That is a minus ten, and Aberdeen <laughs> have got zero, nine four nine against. So. I believe they've got a better record than oh, Hibs at present. Big Professor Higgert here. Something, something flew up his knicker oh, leg then, didn't aye, it? Aye, absolutely. Hey, a professor. Push back. The prof. Some, something prof. flew right up his knicker leg then. Big pro. No wonder McLean fell out. Was I didn't. Sure, I wasn't he? saying that Hibs were more prolific. I was saying. Uh, 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 what I was saying was, I think Hibs tomorrow, for me, are more likely. Well, I think he must answer. So what is it prolific in, Bill, then? I never Did said they were... I never said they were prolific in anything. I think he was answering right, jump back too much. I just said I didn't think Aberdeen were prolific enough, even with a. a, a right, hits. okay, move on. We're getting nowhere fast. The show's getting loads to get through. So come on, the two, he's electing like two trumpets. All right, Mother Wilson Mirren. Mother Wilson Mirren. Right, Higgs, you start with that one. Come on, let's go. What was the score with Aberdeen and Hibs for you? Oh. Uh, 2 1 to Hibs. 2 1, 2 1. Tune in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in, big man. I know there's a wee delay in Dundee, but come on, try and be a bit quicker. <laughs> hey, hey, there's a big delay. There's a wee delay. Muller will sit Mirren, Higgs. Muller will sit Mirren. Hey, talk, talk, talking about people no knowing. Higgs, just quickly. Higgs, quickly, just. Actually, I'm on the window still, okay? Higgs, just. Quickly talking about falling out, uh, um, no favour, but you know, people uh-huh. know knowing you as you've got older. I met a guy the other day there who said Brought a Ferry. And and I said, Big Paul Higgins he's from Brought a Ferry. Paul who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he I laugh at you. <laughs> the guy says Paul who he, he laughs at him. <laughs> and I was trying yeah. to paint a picture of the big man, he's like, I never heard uh, the guy. You have laugh at you, see Big Paul Higgins. I'm a midget now. <laughs> I'm a midget. <laughs> Anyway, I thought I thought you were in Moneyfeath. 
I'm in money Who's who's put me on the ferry? I'm in money. Ah, he's he's ferry. said you and Brotty ferry for years. You're in money Feath. That's why he doesn't come and visit me. That's, That's why nobody in Brotty ferry remembers you because you never lived there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. Motherwell St. Mirren. Right, okay. Oh, my team, Motherwell, they're, they're, they're going great guns. Third in the league, prolific goal scorers. 13 points, 30 goals for and 10 against. And the five, the 10 against guys, they lost five against Celtic at Fir Park. So if that game hadn't taken place, they'd only lost five goals in seven games and it might have been more than third spot. They might have been in second spot. Definitely no first spot, but maybe second spot. But I, I must admit, I'm a, I'm a Steve Robertson fan. I think he's he's done exceptionally well. I think he, he does well with the youngsters. You know, I think he's got the, the boy Donnelly on a new contract again. Uh, I think what he's doing at the club, along with his uh, sidekick, uh, uh, Lasley, brilliant. Absolute brilliant. Keith Lasley has done great. And uh, I just like the way Mother will go about their business on and off the park how they get deals done, how they keep players uh, on their side. And if they want to sell players for uh, good bits of uh, uh, money, then they do it. St. Mern, to me, Jim Goodwin, as, as he would tell you, Bill, it's a, huge, it's, a, it's a hard gig. You know, they've only scored three goals. No, they're no prolific goal scorers now. <laughs> they've only scored three. Aye, well okay. done, well done. Touche. Okay. Good spot. <laughs> Sorry, but I'll, I'll not hear that again, right? But Good spot. You know, they've only scored three goals. And, 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 and best of all, they've, they've only lost six, so they're actually doing reasonably well at the back. But he'll tell you as, as well as anyone else. Alla, I've just scored, by the way. Alla was one up. See that? <laughs> okay. They have, aye. Alla was up. I just got a text there for uh, Boyd Basket. He says, Shoggy, Alla, we've just scored. They've right, right. They have. Paul, they have. Do you not I, believe me? No, they, they have, Higgs. They I have. Alawar a goal up. O'Hara, the scorer, after yeah, 18 yeah. minutes. That's yeah. unbelievable. As I said, guys, it's going to be a big test tonight. And, and if we get a result tonight, then there is progress. But that doesn't surprise me. You know, um, leagues are they won in, in, in October. They're won in April, May. Uh, go back to the same one, guys. Uh, that, that is a problem. Uh, no scoring goals, and they got a, a decent result against the uh, Hearts at home. But Jim Goodwin's needing wins under his belt as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Defensively, as I say, very good, but up front they need a bit more goal power, and obviously that's the hardest thing to do: score goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you, Hugh. I think that Motherwell will overrun. St. Mirren, St. Mirren yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I think they'll steamroll of them. Ah, there's a few results kind of sticking out, isn't it? And that's probably another one. I've got to say, I watched Motherwell a couple of weeks back against Ross County. Unfortunately, they got left back sent off. They were kind of bossing the game. Ross County weren't bad in the game, but came back and won 2 1. Um, and Motherwell, Motherwell were, you know, a, a good side. He's, he's assembled a good squad. The big boy Declan Gallagher's outstanding. I've said that for I watched him with Livingston, and I think he's even better than Motherwell. And I think there'll be people in England watching. You know, Jerry scouts for Millwall. You're not going to tell me the boy couldn't go and play at Millwall. Um, you know, just lost their manager. Yeah, Neil Harris has resigned. I, be Jerry's probably <laughs> in for the job. You know, he's in for everything else. <laughs> <laughs> he probably prompted him to resign. <laughs> I just resign, Neil. Resign, Neil. Resign. Mm-hmm. Um, so the wee man's in here with the daggers. 
But uh, I, I like the big boy Gallagher. But for me, the, the standout player this season, or not seven games old and cup games as a boy Grimshot plays in the right hand side. Mm. He's what a power of work he gets through. Uh, but right through the team, they're all comfortable in the ball. Oh, and the boys seed off up front as well. Um, you know, fantastic talent, great, you know, skill, great pace, getting behind. Then what are we getting off St Martin? Workman like, organised. Jim keeps saying that he feels as if he's yeah. got you know, he's he's got belief in his Nothing squad. in the final third. Though. Nothing up there. Exactly. No, you know, there's no there's no poacher that can maybe nick one for corners and, and free kicks and things like that. They'll take scraps and, you know, take draws here, there, everywhere. And they're going to be down there. I think that they're sell St Johnston. You know, clubs like that, I think, are going to struggle. We wish them all the best, but again, there could be easier ties if there is any in the Premier League right now than going to Fir Park. I don't think anybody would relish going to Fir Park no, right now. No. Uh, so for me, definite home win. Okay, give us numbers. 2 0 winnable. Higgs? Exactly the same, uh, Bill. 2 0. 2 0. He was saying about Motherwell, I totally agree with him. I think it's a real hard place to go to. And the way that Steve Robinson's got his his team organised and the way they play, I think they're exceptional. And they see for the first half hour against Celtic at the start of the season, um, they were exceptional. And it just so happens that Celtic got the goal at the right time and, and then, then obviously won that can't. But see for half an hour, Motherwell were playing some decent football. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pleased on the eye, they're quick, they're slick. Yeah. He's got them all playing the same way. They've got good wits. Seen the boy take it back to the team and all because we had Gordon Young on in Monday night. We Youngie who's at, who's at Cove. Um, he came on me as Monday. He was good good chat. Knows all about Motherwell and uh, he's he's singing the praises big time and the job that the manager's doing there along with Keith Lasley. Everything's very very comfortable. Everybody's enjoying their work there right now and. Well, how many times have we said I think there'll be a few people looking at the work that, that, that Robinson's yeah. doing there. Maybe I'm, not even just in Scotland, but I think a few clubs in England will be watching I'm it. I'm going to go one nothing mother will one because, well. because the one thing that they do well is defence. Pardon the expression, well. I might go to that game tomorrow. Mm, OK. Uh, Ross County against St Johnston. Um, uh, Ross County, again, they're kind of... Uh, kind of in and out of form a wee bit they they had their chances last week against Kelly uh, but it, you know again it kind of fizzled out in the final third for them uh, St Johnson just I don't know what to make of St Johnson Higgs so they're a team at present really are going nowhere because you know they had chances last week against um, against uh, Motherwell and uh, missed a penalty again and obviously Tommy Wright scratches his head because obviously he's had about six or seven players taking penalties, but and no no scored. So um, that tells you a team that tells you a team with no confidence when no you confidence. Get, when you can have six or seven players taking penalties and no luck with them. Yeah, and, and the league at present they've scored five, four, and eighteen against, and that to me is you know um, relegation material. And I don't like saying it because I'm a, I'm a St Johnston man, a, a Tommy Wright fan. Um, it's been a difficult time for him. He's not got the players in that he's probably wanted. He hummed in the hard eventually and he got his man from Aberdeen. Uh, but he's taken a time to settle. Uh, I think the way the, the players are, are playing this now, they feel and look as if they're very lost. You know, and I might be wrong, but what I've seen the highlights of the games, you know, they look, as you say, a team with, with very little confidence. And on the other side of the fence, you've got Ross County who have come up from the Championship. And very, very similar to what they've done uh, to Livingston the year before. 
you know, picking up 11 points. And uh, Stuart Kettle, when Kettle was on the, the television tonight, and they're actually delighted with the start of the season, uh, saying that they're not getting carried away, as you would uh, say anyway, but um, he says they're delighted with, uh, with the progress that the team's made. Um, I, I must admit, and Hugh said it last week along myself, you know, you've got experienced players there, and you've got, you know, Gardine, who's a breath of fresh air, and I spoke to Michael, what, a couple of weeks ago, and he's just loving <coughs> playing there just now, and, you know, as Hugh will tell you, Bill, you know, when you're, when you're winning games, but you're not losing too many games, then you enjoy your football, and Ross County uh, are not a big club, by any stretch of imagination, but they've picked up 11 points, and, uh, you know, eight, four, nine against is is a decent return. But I, I would think uh, they'd probably want a bit more um, on the goal scoring side. But in general, they're definitely happy with their start. Eleven points is excellent, and they've got the other side of the coin. You've got St Johnston who are languishing in the twelfth place with three points. They need to get a result tomorrow, but I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. Well, it's amazing to think after all this time that. That um, Heggs is beginning to maybe turn on Tommy Wright as well. You know? <laughs> no, 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 I think, that is shocking. I think that it's is terrible. <laughs> they are not playing well, Hugh. But that's no right to say. And I've taken the bait. Ah, you bet. Okay? You bet. I just think, you know, for a boy that's that made money at St. Johnson as well, you know, when then you kick them hard, you know what I mean? You, I, I think it's, it's tough in Tommy, there's no doubt about it, you know my thoughts on it. Um, I think he's another kind of jump on the bandwagon, I think he's need to give the boy a bit of time, to be honest with you, I think. I think he deserves a bit of time. Uh, what has he, he had, nine years or something, six years? He's only had nine years. He's only had two years ago. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I, I think I was definitely of the opinion I thought last year, summer anyway. Last, <laughs> not summer there, the summer before was time to maybe have a fresh challenge. And, and, and what I'm kind of reading as well down here in the, in, the, in the West is I think the guys down here are, are beginning to think the time is now for a freshness to go in there. Uh, and, and, and it's up to the Browns who I've got to say have, have managed their, their, their club incredibly well with a lot of their own personal finance and to, to keep where they are and keep paying decent wages and a good facility there. So the Browns, uh, you know, Jeff and Steve Brown deserve, you know, massive parts in the back for what they've done there. But everything, all good things come to an end. You know, there's a great saying, isn't it? You know, and, and Tommy Wright has had a fantastic run at it. There is no doubt about it on a budget that's very small for, for being in the Premier League in Scotland. So he'll know himself and, and listen... I'm almost certain that um, agents get involved now. And agents, I, I would imagine if Tommy's got somebody working for him, Paul, I would think that, that Tommy might have his feelers out for something else. And these guys are not going to walk out, Bill, if there's nothing yeah. at the end of it, because we, we all need to work. And uh, a Tommy Knight and football managers are no different. And that's when agents do make phone calls to see who's available and who's no. You got any chance to transfer and go around doing there as a... Um, you know, a manager in England, and there's work down there for loads of managers. So, I wish him all the best. I, I genuinely do. <laughs> <laughs> on, on his departure, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got him on the Come bus. On he's got him on the bus down there. Hold <laughs> 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 your club blazer in the morning. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't so much a review, it Hex, was more of a eulogy. I've been there, Hunter Blazer, in the morning, but. <laughs> <laughs>
brilliant. Um, no, listen, I'm not saying I wish him all the best. I'm saying I hope he turns. Ross County won nothing. Ross County won nothing. What's your thoughts, Heggs, on the score? I'm going to go 2 two nothing Ross County. I'm going to go 2 nothing Ross County as well. well the, the boy Gardine is, is, is different class for me. He is. And his Heggs knows him. He's had him at Dundee United and what have you. Listen, up, up there, up there, they, they can... Well, it just looks like a wee Highlander, <laughs> I know, doesn't he? He's got wee ginger hair. You know what I mean? He doesn't like the sun. He gets sunstroke. What does he read the record? Because <laughs> he daily ranger. Doesn't like the sun. Just, just a wee ginger it plays <laughs> when it's when it's wet. He plays. Tell me, tell me, you, you get the sun in Glasgow much? Come on. No, I don't buy the sun. Mate, the slot years ago, I never buy it. <laughs> Front page. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more football after this. Have you picked up the Feel the Heat brochure from your local plum base? Get one today and take advantage of great offers, including Polypipe's Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket at £99.99. That's a 15% saving on purchasing individual pieces, and it's exclusive to plum base. The Polypipe Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket is just part of the Polypipe range available in the plum base Feel the Heat brochure. Shop online now at plumbase.co.uk or grab one from your local branch. Motorpoint, we've put the super into car supermarket. We're here to save the day with a choice of over 7,000 low mileage, nearly new cars. Find your next car in a flash with our lightning fast service and same day drive away. Plus, with Motorpoint's price pledge, if you find the same car for less, we'll match the price and give you a £50 Amazon voucher. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today, just two minutes from junction three of the M74. T's and C's apply. See website for details. The list of things you need to do gets longer at this time of year, whether that's for the house or in your business. So take one thing off your list right now. Your septic tank could need emptied. Let Grant Henderson Tankers empty your septic tank in the home or work, farm, factory or workshop at very competitive rates. We are septic tank specialists, experienced, safe and dedicated to environmental safety with our own licensed disposal site. Find out more at wemovesh.it or call 01698 284 987. Grant Henderson Tankers, let the experts manage your waste. If you were persuaded by Lloyd's or the Halifax or any other bank to move your savings into a Stocks and Shares ISA or Unit Trust, which then ended up losing money, it's time to contact Goodwin Barrett. Text GOOD to 6677. Goodwin Barrett have already helped thousands of customers recover millions of pounds. Text GOOD to 6677 now. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint, and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio. Okay, gentlemen, let's move forward to Sunday, and we'll look at Livy against Celtic. Mm. Hex. No, you start with this one. Why, you want me to start with that one? Well, you know, I think it's a great game for Livingston, that 12 o'clock kick-off Saturday. You know, any team I've seen, Livingston, you know, they've been decent. You know, he's got them well-organised, this Gary Holt, and um, I think they do fantastically well. And and Celtic on the back of a cracking European result, uh, I'll go through and obviously going to be, they're going to be favourites, there's no doubt about that. Of course they are, but I'll tell you, that pitch will play a part in yeah, it on Sunday because yeah. because Celtic and Rangers never move with the same ease or pace on the on synthetic that surface. Yeah, that's true. Celtic, 
Again, you just need to look at when they went to Hamilton not that long ago as well, toiled a wee bit. And I think the way they play, the free flow and stuff, you would have thought the 4G, that would have been acceptable, but it certainly isn't. But they'll go through and, and you know, they'll treat Livingston with respect. Livingston, it's a massive, massive game for them. Full house, great atmosphere, and the chance of a shock. Will it come? It's all about what Celtic do. Celtic's better players turn up. Surface or no surface, you would think they'll get beyond. But, you know, listen, last Saturday has proved that like both Rangers and Celtic will drop listen, points, Bill. Let, let's not forget as well that Livy took points off Rangers, Celtic, Hearts and Hibs last all at, season. All, all at all Tony Macaroni. Yeah, well, that it's there <laughs> again. It's for them. It's there for them. Um, you know, as I say, Celtic have come out of Thursday with great plaudits. He'll chop and change it a little bit, rotate it, I would imagine, Lennon. And, yeah, I would have uh, thought so. You know, he will. That's what squads do. That's why they help them. They've got big squads and that's why they will stretch ahead in the league. But uh, the, the parts are leveller. Interesting to see how the weather's going to uh, turn as well. And uh, whether that, you know, helps the pitch if it's dry and sticky, you know, does it really help anybody? You know, you're looking for maybe a wee bit of rain just to slick it a little bit and, and move it about. But I walked it when we were through there, uh, the last time Rangers played there in the, the Betfred and I walked over at the end of the game and it's very, very strange, very strange um, feeling you get. Okay, you're walking, you know. Is it quite spongy? Because people tell me it's quite spongy. Aye, very spongy. Yeah, it's like walking a shag pile carpet, you know, and that's that's basically what I knew. You've still got the shag pile carpets in the house, but you should know. Um, so that's exactly what it's like, like walking in one of them, and, and it's uh, it's not the best, but hey, it'll be full every week and it'll be gaining my income, and that's probably why it's down. What do you have in your house? A shag pile? I've got a shag pile. <laughs> aye, I've got a Finley pile. Uh, so aye, I would, I would think that. Celtic being good enough, I'll just sneak it. Heads? <clears throat> I, I think, like so last week, uh, Bill, it was a massive disappointment for uh, Livingston losing to Hamilton 2 1. You know, um, they're going to be thereabouts with each other over the season, and I think that was a massive uh, disappointment from Gary Holt. And I think the way he was talking, the way he was sort of saying about his players, that he wants a better performance overall because, by all accounts, Brian Rice's team at Hamilton were, were, were a better side. Uh, and I, I feel as now that that's the, that's the games you've got to win uh, because that try and keeps you, you know, above these teams and out of the sort of bottom six and hopefully try to get in the, in the top six, which is Livingston's goal. Likewise, Celtic, uh, a mixed week, really great result last night. Um, uh, Rose reverse from the last time they played Cluj, uh, obviously winning 2-0 last night. Uh, and then, obviously, um, drawn against Hibs uh, last Saturday. But it's interesting, the Celtic and Rangers, you know, um, Rangers are only one point behind Celtic and virtually on the same goal for and goals against. So uh, it just shows you that Celtic are top of the league, but they're only top by one point. And, you know, if Rangers had beaten Celtic, what, a month ago, the, the league table might have been a lot, lot different. But I, I think Celtic of, you know, looking, you know, forward to, to the break, because um, they've played a, a right few games like the Rangers in Europe, um, they'll be wanting to finish the, this part off with a victory and you know allow their players to maybe get uh, a week's rest why I don't know because they've only played about 25 games but that's by and by but um, you know get a rest and then back into the, the throws in, in two weeks time but I just think Celtic just got to agree with you Celtic got you know a, a bit of 
better players and stronger squad. But if they turn up, then they'll win. But if they don't, Livingston could uh, could give them a wee bit of shock. Mm-hmm. Guys, were you surprised that Holty was as kind of um, outspoken about his team uh, as he was last week? Because to be fair, he doesn't really kind of have that kind of demeanour about him. No. He doesn't criticise him publicly. No. Um, but he was fairly forthright and forthcoming well, about it. Well, I think it. that's probably why it took his, you know, as a wee bit of a shock that, you know, he was publicly uh, having a pop at them. But sometimes, you know, if, if it's not happening within the four walls of the dressing room or the training pitch, sometimes, you know, maybe just going public where it'll let everybody know that he's on it and he knows exactly what he requires. Um no like him, but again, it maybe adds a wee string to his bone. He knows he's got it, and he can he can put it out there. Because if he says it to the press, then it's going it's going down in black and white, isn't it? And the players will need to read it and fighting a wee bit humiliated with it. So um, I think he conducts his, himself very very well at the best of times, and it may have just been a wee uh, a wee jag that the players do need. But as I say, it's no an absolute sure that Celtic will come through and get the three points. They'll need to work hard to get the, the you know the first goal, get ahead and kick on. Interesting to see if Livingston scored first and if Celtic can come back. You know that, that's that type of game through there. It's either going to be a you know a cakewalk or it's going to be a, a right graft for Celtic. Livy will be very busy. They'll get in their faces. They'll chase them down. They're a very fit team, Livingston. There's they no are. getting away from yeah, that. Yeah. And they work very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be fair, having taken points from the likes of Hibs, Hearts uh, and Rangers and Celtic last season, Holty knows what to do to thwart those teams, Paul. I think it's a hard place to go to the best of times because, you know, you're talking about the surface and, you know, big players and senior players particularly like grass and uh, the synthetic surfaces are, are no good for, 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 for uh, anyone that's my opinion but big players and, and big teams like to play on the, on the grass and I think it is a I think it's a leveller build as, as you mentioned before and in and, and the past uh, games with the, the old firm they've done well Livingston so they don't fear anyone what they've got to do is try and get back to what they've done prior to the, the Hamilton game uh, because um, I'm sure Gary Holt, I'm not saying he, he was saying we'll get the three points today against Hamilton but you know he was hoping that he'd get the three points and then obviously having Celtic you know nine times out of ten the old firm usually win but if they get something out of it that's a, that's a bonus but um, I, I just feel that him coming out publicly and, and, and berating his players, I think he's quite right because he was shortchanged. And you know, fans are no stupid. You know, fans are looking for a response and a reaction from a manager. Uh, and he's a good manager at that. And he's just been truthful. And what's, what he's saying, he's shooting from the hip. He's telling the press, but also he's telling the players that's not good enough for Livingston Football Club because they have set a, a decent standard from last year. In fact, a very good standard, albeit. They dropped off late on in the in the season, but you've got to remember as well the budgets they have, the players they can get in, they've done exceptionally well, uh, and um, that's what he's looking for. He's, he's looking for the same again as last year, and if he could maybe get a, up another place or two, then he's done his job as a manager. But again, as well, when when you look at Livingston as a club, you know, you know what what a, what an achievement it is to get where they are, and and being a team now that. I don't think 
they could win the Premier League for a wee while. You know mm-hmm. that way. They, yeah. I, I think with the team that they've assembled <clears throat> and the squad that have got assembled, they're not going to be. I don't mean disrespectful. A Hamilton, a St. Mirren, like a Yo-Yo, Ross County. Um, you know they're, they're going to be up and down. Livingston now look like a fixture in that Premier League, and and that's uh, that's been a lot, a lot of hard work with. Be, you know, Gary Holt, Hoppy before them and getting it right because it, you know, they've been you know in the what? doldrums for a long time, Livingston. Do you know what? It's great if see. ever a club deserved a break, it's Aye. Livy because yeah. they've gone through absolute turmoil now for what? The best part of 20 years. Unbelievable. You know, it didn't seem that long ago, no disrespect, that Livingston would be entertaining and say, let's pick an Alawa at home in a championship or a second division game and the three men in a dug at the game, you know, and then the likes of Sunday. You know, what does Tony, what does it take? Seven, eight thousand, maybe nine thousand? T- full, full, you know, income, revenue, bars, food, all this stuff it goes. Yeah. It's, you know, hospitality, we Simon does You know, I think, you know, it's, it's massive for a club to, to get a wee spin off like that, and it's great to see. Okay, predictions. 3 1 Celtic. Okay, Paul. 2 0 Celtic, Bill. 2 0. Um, Sound like Mr. Bean there. I'm going to go 3-1 Celtic. Rangers against Hamilton. Rangers, Hamilton. Well, um, obviously the back of last week, you know, they narrowed the point to, you know, one after, you know, Celtic dropped the two at Hibs. And there was a wee bounce, Paul. Uh, you know, he felt when he went into the ground that... Well, Rangers don't... Uh, Celtic don't even have the really the cushion of goal difference no, now. No, it's similar. It's six peaks, I think, right. one in it or something. So, that obviously, the deficit was cut big time last Saturday. Points and goals, and you could see that there, there was a a spring uh, for, for Rangers, and you know the word in the press room early, later on was saying that the players didn't know what the Aberdeen uh, the Celtic score was. I don't believe that for a minute. Absolutely not. No, the way players are on phones and what have you in social media, they must have known. But anyway, um, Rangers will entertain Hamilton. Chipper's more than happy with their start. Um, he's brought one or two players in. He's getting a tune out of them. You know, he's a great lad, Chipper. He has them organised. But again, it's similar to what we've said about Celtic through it, Tony Macaroni. It's all about Rangers as well on Sunday. They'll be good enough. Better players. Wide open spaces getting behind. Morelis on fire. Will they bring in Greg Stewart to give him a bit of width? Will they bring Ojo or keep Ojo in? We don't know. Um, Aribo's still a wee bit away yet, obviously, with a head knock. He'll no play maybe just for another week or two. Uh, at the back, what will we do? Will they play Katic? Will we play Helander? You know, Golston maybe need to be this. Great game to bring Edmondson back in. You know, they could bring him at the back, the big fella, and, and play with maybe Halander. How does that look as a two? Maybe Golston does need a wee rest. Maybe Tav needs a wee rest. Bring in Matt Poulsen at right back. Will the left back be filled by Barnett? So there's options all around for the manager to see what he wants to do. Arfield, he maybe would do a wee rest. Well, you know, chop and change that in there. So it's all about, you know, it's all about Rangers continuing to win and gain points in the Premier League. They can't drop any points because the, the next big one, there's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm convinced Rangers will win uh, all the Premier League games, you know, until the next Old Firm game. Then it's a toss of the coin. Paul? I want to ask you a question. It mentioned Greg Stewart last week, you right, about 
person was playing, did you think or did you know that he was going to play because you were right on that one as well? Yeah, I, I, I thought he did okay. I thought, I thought he did okay, Paul. I didn't think that it was outstanding and you know oh. all over the game. He got a tap in on the back of Arfield's header. Joe Lewis made a great save, coming off the post, bang there you are, celebrated his goal. Great, gave him a wee bit of confidence. But over the piece, mate, I, I thought he was... It was it was a six and a half, maybe a seven. Okay. Never done anything wrong, but a, a good six and a half, seven for me last week. No. Um, obviously, didn't keep his place midweek in Europe, but uh, I think his hands might be forced tomorrow to play him, or sorry, Sunday, to give him that bit of width uh, that they're craving. Uh, Ojo might be rested. Looks as though he probably needs a wee, a wee, a wee game off, a wee day off. Um, will I go with Morelis for the start? I've got a feeling they might just actually go with Defoe on Sunday as well, bring Fred on, uh, because he Morelis was magnificent last night uh, over in, in Switzerland. So he's, he's got a, he's got a luxury of being able to do that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Bring Defoe in, who's joint top scorer in the Premier, Premier League. League. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he's, he just comes on as a sub and he starts the occasional yeah. game. Yeah, listen, I think uh, I think that, that Brian has got Hamilton uh, fairly well organised. I think, in a strange way, uh, you know, if, if Canning had took Hamilton to Ibrox on the back of where the Rangers are playing, you would, you would have expected a few goals, right? In a strange way, I think Chipper's got Hamilton a bit, a bit better organised, Bill. I think he's got better players. And no disrespect to Martin Canning, but I think I think Brian has kicked on a wee Why bit. Why is his captain still not getting a place in the team? What's going on well, there? It was, it was, you know, it was vindicated last week. They won, they won the game without him in the, in, in the team, and it was a big, big win for, for Hamilton. And, you know, I don't know. that Again, we spoke about two weeks ago. You know, your talisman midfield guys, been there all those games, played, scored, runs a show in there. Suddenly, the managers get different thoughts. That's what managers do, Paul, isn't it? Regardless who it is. You know, there's nobody bomb-proof, Bill. You know, especially at Hamilton um, as well. If he's got to chop and change it, get the right formula. If it means leaving Darren McKinnon out and they become a better team, Darren McKinnon will play again. That's the bottom line. If, if his middle of the part is where he wants it to be, and there's nobody knows any midfield players better than Chipper, he played in there for long and Mary, he'll know what his wee balance is in there and the way he wants it. And if, if Darren is the part of that, then, then that's it. But, you know, I don't think it's a clash of personalities. I don't think it's that Chipper doesn't fancy Darren. I think it's just Chipper that fancies a different a different shape in there that he might feel Darren isn't capable of playing in there. So yeah. I think a lot in that as well. Paul? Bill, when you usually make somebody a captain, you usually know they're going to play in week in, week out, apart from suspensions or injuries, or now and again, the lack of form or loss of form. Mm-hmm. But I think you could be right there because obviously he's seen one or two players maybe ahead of the uh, the club captain. And um, he felt, well, you know, I have made a captain, but, you know, I've got to overrule this and get better players in, in that position. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the case. I, I really do. Um, I've got to agree with you as well. I think uh, Hamilton are looking a bit more solid uh, throughout the, the, the side, um, and I think you know they have maybe just got one or two better players than from what they had in the past. Rangers, to me, you know, they, they definitely shocked me last week. You know, I, I thought they'd win. I think I predicted two nothing against Aberdeen, but I never saw five goals coming. But uh, obviously, Mr. Burns saw that. But I, I just feel the the way. That Stevie Gerrard is sort of now getting his team together, and I think the best man in the park last week, and I'm only reading 
the reports was was Davis in midfield. Yeah. Apparently he was mm-hmm. five star performance. Is that right? Yeah, he was. He was quiet last night. Certainly, game was just uh-huh. a wee bit quick. I think for him last night on that surface, he caught a wee bit. Okay. Just be you maybe old Farrington catching you a wee tad in Europe, but it was exceptional last week in the Premier League. Sometimes if you have two games in, in, what, in, in a four week, days, you yeah. Know, for a senior player, I'm not saying that's an excuse. No, but I must admit, I like the boy Davis. I think no. he's a great player. Yeah, and it took him a wee while to to settle in at Rangers uh, when he came back he from came Southampton. Back. Yeah, come back to get uh, come last season, but that was just because he hadn't played games for that's Southampton. Right. Absolutely, and his match fitness was obviously poor. Mm-hmm. Now he's up to speed, and he's a player that. You know, I think he's played something like a hundred odd games for Northern Ireland. So, when you play all that amount of games for for your for your country, Hugh, you know you're 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 a quality player. Absolutely, um, you know, and he is finding his feet. There's no doubt about it. Rangers fans love him. Get him back up the road. Get him in the team. Get him pulling the strings in the middle of the park because he is the main guy. He's a go-to guy for for, for making those wee diagonal passes and getting Morelos on the stretch with his, with his legs and what have you with the ball over the top. He's the guy that always looks for the killer pass, um, and that's why he's in the manager's thoughts. Davy nineteen sixty nine says, "Going to tell Shug it's Matt Polster, not Paulson." Davy nineteen sixty nine. Okay, Davey, 1969. I'll try and get that right for the next time. <laughs> no bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm better, David, I'll time these guys. You know what I mean? You come and sit in here for tours and a sauna and try and get everything right, Davey, for 1969. So there you go. <laughs> Coming to get you, Davey. Davey, thanks for your comments. It's, always, to get it's you. good to know from people that they're listening and we value you as a listener Uh, I do you do this numpty here 1969 my body start around an empty house Davey where do you stay tell me be brave (laughs) don't be a keyboard gangster (laughs) like we Liam <laughs> Talk some nonsense. He says we'll probably see me at Ibrox on Saturday and Bat- Sunday and Bat- So if you if you look at this game in the round, uh Rangers victory, I'm assuming. Four one the Teddy Bears. Four one? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paul? I'm gonna go three nothing Rangers because I think they're looking a bit more solid at the back, albeit they lost a couple of goals last night in Europe. But I think I think like see likes to the game last night in, in Europe there's fair a little between uh, both sides and I know Tavarino's getting a bit of stick for the, for the goals they lost, but you know they've had a good run in Europe over the last eighteen months mm-hmm. with, with Stevie Gerrard, and I think they've only maybe lost one, possibly two games in his spell mm-hmm. uh, since he took over. And, you know, um, I just think Rangers are looking a bit more solid at back, uh, and I think that's why I'm going to go three nothing Rangers. Well, I'm going three nothing Rangers as well. But just going back to what you've just been saying about last night, Paul. The other thing to uh-huh. remember, and I, look, it is. A point, you know, they could have taken a point from it. It's two points lost. It's actually yeah. three points lost now because of the situation. But here's the thing. Nobody's running away with that section. All teams are on three points now. Right. And it's all there to play for. Without a doubt. 100%. And, uh, you know, at the, at the start, if you'd have said, right, you'll beat Feyenoord at home and, OK, you know, you'll go abroad. And uh, I don't think uh, anybody will ever give Rangers a hard time at doing. And that'll be the sore thing. that they, they, they played... They played well enough to get the points, and that'll be hurt them. Listen, Rangers fans played a big part in the Feyenoord game uh, last night. Bears were in there last night, and Rangers were taking on to do with tickets. But, but the point, the point I've got to make about this is Rangers fans have got to play their part 
in every home game now. They've got to make it a special night and put the fear of God in teams. They will. Uh, I know they will, but I'm saying that, that they need to. This is something that, you know, it smarts for a while if you're a fan of any team and you see that it kind works of... for a while? Smarts. Oh, I think she's sorry. Smarts, no. Oh, okay. No, that's what you do. I say smarts. Right, fine, OK. Um, and, and it does, so you can't get away from it. But at the end of the day, the, the positive... Uh, Davy 1969 says, ha ha, Newton Mayor, see you at John Gregg's statue at full time. Bring your mates, Eaglesham softies will need them. <laughs> hey, don't come for Eaglesham, mate. Stay there, no fear there. Lark old boy, and you know what? I'll still see you at Greggy's statue. Uh, well, well done, Davy. Well Good done. answer, Davy. I like that. <laughs> but, you know, it is all to play for because uh, it's all, it's even Stevens in that, that group at the minute. Yeah, it is so. There's no doubt about it. All to play for. But uh, the mighty Glasgow Rangers, I'm pretty sure, don't get through at the end up. The no. most successful club side in world football. Well, not now, because an Egyptian side's I'm overtaken them. I'm not interested them. in fuck Egypt. You're, well, it's how FIFA recognises <laughs> no, it. No, chance. I've never seen it. how FIFA recognises it. I've seen Tootin Camoon score a goal. Uh, as Gentleman me. Jack said last week... Oh, he's week, in, I know, Gentleman Jack, and I know. No, he's not here. Night. He's not put anything tonight, but as he said last week, you know, those days have gone. Knickers. <laughs> Egypt, that's where the, the <laughs> most successful club in the world is now. No chance. Yeah, no, no, that's unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> right, boys, that's Hex, it. Hex, have a good Thank weekend, you big very man. Much. Uh, we'll see you next week, Hex. We'll see you on Monday with young Mr. McCabe, hopefully, uh, when we will review all our uh, predictions for the weekend. They're mince usually. I don't see it'll be any difference this weekend. Uh, thank you for your company. We're sticking with football, though. And it's just the juniors coming up. That's with uh, Bill Colgower and John Redmond and special guests. They'll be with you until 9 o'clock. I'll see you again on Monday. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio.